in at 9362626 because your voice matters. Share your opinion on issues that matter the most to you. Sandra all the time is here with a cold heart true. She's the ears and the eyes for me and you. Every day, everyone want to hear from Sandra. And every time on the air, she's getting better. Tell your sister, tell your brother, tell your mama, call Sandra in the morning and in the Always calling, calling Sandra, and when they start fighting, they calling Sandra, and they That's right, folks. Everyone is telling their mama about the cool hard truth. Welcome to another episode with more truth-telling, more problem-solving, and of course, more tea-spilling than ever before. Sit back, students, grab your tea, and turn up the volume, because class is now in session. Call in at 936-2626, because your voice matters. Share your opinion on issues that matter the most to you. Good morning, folks. Morning, morning, morning. Happy Thursday. How is everybody doing? Everybody's good? Hello? Oh, gosh. Let me see now. Hold on one second. Let me try and see if I can get my camera going here. Ay, ay, ay. Caramba. Mm-mm, honey, chill. Um, I hope you guys are having a fantastic Thursday, as we like to say, Friday part one. Getting ready, honey, chill. Getting ready. All right. Uh, what's going on with my camera? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, nope. It's not coming on yet. We'll see. <laughs> let's let's see what happens here. Um, power off. 
video preview. So it works in video preview, but then it's not working in the studio. What a hot mess. How are you guys doing today? Okay. So I hope everybody had a good night's rest. Yes, honey, John. We do want to, uh, I'm trying to switch between cameras to see if that'll somehow wake it up. We do want to um, talk about a couple things uh, today. So I got some good news. I got some better news. And I've got some Karen news. Hmm. I know y'all wondering. Somebody said, what Karen? Which Karen messing with you? And I said to myself, messing with me? <laughs> Not if they got any sense, honey, chill. I wouldn't recommend that. Um... But yeah, they're messing with other people. We don't like Karens and we don't like them messing with other people. So a lot of you might be like, well, who the hell's Karen? <laughs> you got to You got to know who Karen is. Um, Karen, the Karen. Y'all know Karen, don't you? Everybody's thinking, oh, my God, I know a Karen, but it ain't that Karen. We'll talk about it. Okay. Let's see what suspects are here this morning. <laughs> Liana says, yes, Linda. What you say, Karens? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Miss Renita, good morning to you. Uh, morning, Janae. She says, morning, Sandy and fam fams. Irvlin is here. Uh, yes, Anna, good morning. She says, love the song. Oh, my God. I got, I got something else for you in relation to that as well. Today is a... I feel like today is going to be a good news kind of day. We got a lot of good news. But um, we also have, I'm still trying to play around with getting this camera up. Just bear with me, folks. Hmm. Don't know why it's not showing me. Hmm. Strange. Um, so we've we've got a lot of uh, a lot of good news. <laughs> Somebody said, be careful. That's Karen's my middle name. Um, Kevin, let me, um, you, you take over for a second. Let me just try to refresh and see if I can somehow get my camera to be recognized by the studio. So you hop on for me. Keep people company for a quick second. Tell them what you're up to this beautiful Thursday morning. And I'm just going to refresh and see if I can get my camera to wake up. Mm-hmm. Are you there, Kevin? Can't hear you. Honey, chill. Kev? Hello? Anybody? 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 Kevin? All right. Um, I can't hear Kevin. So what I'll do is I'll play I'll play some music for you um, in the meantime. So just hold on one second.
folks i'm back um yeah i can't hear you kevin i don't think anybody can hear you i don't even see your little thing moving like the audio around your picture so i don't know what's going on but i just figured out what i needed to do on my end i needed to turn on the button that says virtual camera lord there's so many things i gotta be learning and keeping up with honey chow gotta keep this brain working yeah, so lots of moving parts. Good morning, Liana. Ugh. Now, l- look at me in uh, Firefox again this morning. Mm-mm-mm. Why is Firefox so buggy? Every time I start it up, it like, ugh. Just buggy, buggy, buggy. All right. Um, It's spinning over there, and of course, that means that I'm going to have to close it down. Good morning to Instagram, folks. I'm trying to... Trying to get you all in the loop. That's why I'm starting Firefox. I don't use Firefox as my primary browser, but occasionally um, I use it for things like if I need another window open. Got this dual screen thing going on here. You know, you know what I mean? Dual screen. Yes, honey, chill. All right. I'm, I'm just glad that we can actually have people joining us on Instagram and they get to see us like properly instead of all jacked up. Morning, K-Man. What we got? Let's check the um, the phone is on 20%. Oh, we got to make sure we charge that today. I think 20% should be able to take us through the show, I think. And then Alejandro, good morning. He says, Kevin, where are you? We can't hear you. All right. So listen, yesterday's conversation, I know you guys went into overtime. Thank you so much, Kevin, holding on the fort for me. I think you guys went until almost 1230 in the after show, which is, wow, that's two hours of additional talking. And I love it. Uh, Jonathan was in the conversation. We had Hunter who's in the conversation. So Hunter was talking about housing. By the way, Hunter's at the court office early already this morning. So he's saying that um, I know he's getting there early so he can get a seat in courtroom three. But uh, maybe he'll see some of the issues with the courthouse today because he says we don't need a new courthouse. That 50-year-old building is good enough. And he doesn't care about that because that doesn't really impact him. Well, um, young Hunter has, um, I call him young. I don't even know how old he is, to be honest. But he has indicated that he's interested in running for political office. He's already declared that he wants to run for political office. So you guys saw yesterday that I was already testing him because, you know, listen, this is not kindergarten. You know, there's no training ground here. Once you've said that you want to be a politician, then it's game on and I need you to come with your A game. So, you know, once you're ready and you're, you're saying I'm running for political office, I'm like, okay, good. I like that he's come out early and said that because now whenever he calls in, we know this is someone who's sharing his opinion because he wants us to pay attention because he's interested in running for political office. So I'm going to put his little feet to the fire as I do any and all politicians and want to be politicians. 
So, you know, I was asking him questions about his um, position in housing, why he thinks the court doesn't need a new courthouse after some 50 years, why they must just sit back and continue to, you know. Um, he said, that's good enough. Just be happy with that. It doesn't impact him, so he doesn't care about that, but he says housing impacts him. You know what is so interesting especially from the perspective of an MP, well, you're going to have to learn very, very quickly that you can't get into political office and only focus on the issues that impact you. You have to get in there and represent all the people, and there's a lot of issues that impact all of us. And so the truth of the matter is, quite frankly, you also have to be able to process more than one conceptual idea and um, handle more than one issue at any given time. So you can't say that the only issue as a government that we're going to focus on and we're going to fix is housing. If we took that approach, we would actually never get anything done in this country. That's why you have different ministers and different ministries and people working in collaboration with each other, because we've got to keep many, many different balls up in the air at the same time. And we have to be prepared to address housing, education, judiciary, um, employment, landlord and tenancy issues, all of these things are priorities and they all matter. So, you know, this tunnel vision that, no, I only want to focus on housing because I think that that's the most important thing and that's what's impacting me right now. You know, there's a lot of times I will sit on this program and I go ape, you know what, on topics that have nothing to do with me. Like yesterday is a perfect example of that. Talking about these scammers. I don't need a work permit. That doesn't have anything to do with me. And it's easy to sit back and say, well, that's not my business. I don't care. You know, I was even speaking to Kim Annan after the show. And she's like, oh, you know, those work permit holders, if they're being scammed by, um, by rental people, work permit scams, that's on them. And I said, really? I said, this is our country. And if you think that we can sit back and allow lawbreakers, especially from another country, to, to take us down the road that they've gone down, down that path, and we don't care about it because it's not impacting us. Oh, that's not my issue. I'm a Caymanian. I don't have to worry about a work permit scam because nobody's going to be scamming me because I don't need a work permit. Really? So you allow other people to destroy your country with scamming and criminal activity because it doesn't impact you. Well, my philosophy is this. It doesn't impact you yet. It's coming. It is going to impact you. Trust and believe. It's only a matter of time. Right? So even with Hunter, I mean, I wanted to talk to him some more, but I had to go and cover one of her... Stellar Caymanians, who's making us proud. Tyler Mosley, we're going to be talking about uh, that this morning. Pilot with American Airline. So I'm like, you know, I, I, I got to prioritize. I got to get out of here. But when you say that you don't care about the courts because that doesn't impact you, I'm like, hmm, I'm not so sure that's true. It hasn't had a direct impact on you yet. Although Tyler, um, Hunter is there this morning to support Billy with this... Um, you know, the beach access thing, he's going to find out this morning how limited the space is at the court office. He probably won't even get to sit in on the hearing because courtroom three is not particularly big. Maybe four or five people can sit 
and courtroom three. It has a real world implication. And so, you know, at the end of the day, as Pat says, yes, politicians come ready. Declare early. I love that. But come ready. Because I'm not going to put on the kitty gloves handling anybody who has declared that they're running for political office. We the people, that, that's, what, that's the mistake that we have made in the past. That's what we've done wrong. And so now we have to be prepared to try a different formula. That formula has not worked for us. I, I, I like Hunter's energy. I like that he's coming out early and that he's being straight with us. Yes, I want to run for political office. But, you know, we have questions for you. So, um, and these are not unfair questions. Nobody's, oh, Johan says we're hating on him. Nobody's hating on him. You know, Johan, you're starting to sound like, uh, like another minister who calls in here. Oh, I'm going to get backed into the corner. I'm afraid. Um, you can't be running for political office and be afraid to talk to the people. And be afraid. And Hunter certainly wasn't afraid. I want to make that very, very clear. But I'm saying you can't be afraid of questions. And you can't think there's such a thing as a hard question. If you have an idea, you should have figured out, you know, you say, okay, housing, what's the problem with housing? He says, well, um, he doesn't like how housing is being done. Okay. He doesn't like affordable how affordable housing is being done. Well, what does that mean? When, when you say you don't like how it's being done, he never got around to really telling us exactly what he doesn't like about it. I'm assuming, because he did say one little snippet that I caught but didn't go into sufficient details, I'm assuming he doesn't like the fact that um, the affordable government homes are put together because they're creating these um, pockets of uh, affordable housing. And then they're looked down upon as, oh, you live in the, the government affordable homes. Well, let me be very, very clear. There are um, some arguments, especially the model that the United States of America took back in the 50s when they did low-income housing. They did the projects, uh, how they designed them, these high-rises with nothing but poor people in a single high-rise. And they were, um, oh, sorry, this thing saw a hand and decided to start following me. Hold on. Um they, oops, I'm going to try to fix this back here. One second for me. So, you know, their, their philosophy, um, no, 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 no. Their philosophy was one of putting everyone in a high rise. And, you know, there's a lot of research that has been um, shown that that, that doesn't work <laughs> for a number of different reasons. And um, they did create uh, social, it's almost like a social experiment that went wrong because it encouraged crime and criminality within those, those pockets. But the reason why, in the context of what we have done in Cayman, which isn't the same thing as a project, but the reason why we do um, it in that particular fashion, and this is why I need to hear Tyler's position on this, because I want to hear what is the alternative that he's proposing. Right? So this is the model. Government hasn't created this model. In fact, they have copied it from none other than Frank Hall development. Frank Hall has very, very successfully created entire communities and neighborhoods of affordable 
housing. You go into those communities, they're going to be largely Jamaicans, Caymanians, you know, um, local people. Um, they're not your people who can afford to drop $1.5 million in a home. They're affordable homes. They are affordable for a couple different reasons. So the layout of those facilities means that number one, you purchase land in bulk. Yes. So Frank Hall goes in. Okay. We're going to put up affordable housing. We are going to purchase, I don't know, an acre of land. I don't know how many, two acres, whatever. And we're going to drop a hundred homes on this acre, two acres of land. So you're going to get an average house lot, nothing extra. We are going to have, and that's how you save money, because you go into somebody and you say, hey, I want to purchase an acre of your land. Let's work a deal. So um, then the other thing you do is you have structural choices, right? Four basic floor plans that you get to choose from. That's it. You're not custom building a house with Frank Hall. You can have certain upgrades. So they'll say, okay, our architect has designed four full pans for you. We might have two bedrooms, three bedroom options, right? I don't think they do much in the one bedroom because so, they're family homes. And then within that, you might get two, three options for the two bedroom two or three options for the three bedroom, and then you have add-ons. So if you want to pay extra money, um, sorry, somebody says I keep saying Tyler. I'm, I'm talking about Hunter. Yes. Getting the names wrong, Get a little mixed up, sorry. So if, if you choose one of the floor plans, then you might say, okay, I want to update the kitchen to stainless steel appliances. I want a different countertop. Maybe I want some little trim on the exterior. All of those things cost extra money. You can get into a house. And um, you can get in at a particular price point, but you can't get in. Let me just ask this person a question. But you can't get in at... Um, you know, you can't custom build a house from the ground up because all of those things cost money. That's what makes a house expensive. You go to an architect, right? You know, architect, good architects are not coming cheap, right? You got to get a contractor. He's going to have to subcontract out plumbing and this and that and all these other things. Frank Hall works that concept. And like I said, government has pretty much co copied it. They will find a contractor and, you know, plumbing, you got to give us a deal because we're about to give you a big contract for um, 100 homes. So you're you going to be busy for a while. You and your workers are going to be busy. What can you do with us if you're doing the plumbing in 100 homes? The, 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 you know, masonry guys, the steel guys, the cabinet guys. All of a sudden, these guys get massive projects. They're not trying to make significant uh, profits off of a singular home. So the multi-home neighborhood and the multi-home plan and build is something that certainly um, makes sense. 
It makes it affordable. And to be clear, what you then happen is happening is Caymanians get homes that there's already significant equity in, but they're not paying the market value for those homes. That's the other thing that you have to recognize with the affordable housing schemes. So they might get, they might pay $250,000 for the house. The house might be worth $350,000. So they walk in there with immediate equity in their homes, right? And government is essentially giving them that equity in their homes. Uh-huh. So there's that as well. That's not the only affordable housing option that government is working on. Government has to provide simultaneous solutions. When those homes are, um, those communities are put together, the people who go into those communities, yes, they may be in the lower socioeconomic category, but it strikes me as interesting, and I had to wonder if this is what Tyler, uh, Hunter, my apologies. Oh, we're going to get to Tyler here in a second. Such a fantastic young man. We'll talk about him in a second. I had to wonder if maybe this is what Hunter was actually talking about, is that, you know, the, the neighborhoods then turn into something very different. That has nothing to do with the model and it being affordable homes. What that has to do with is you take people who are all of a particular economic bracket and you give them something, a home that is worth way more than you're paying for it. A lot of times when you give people something, they don't appreciate what they have and you've not taught them to take care of what they have. And so in a short amount of time, they're allowing their gov- their government homes to be run down and not even maintained. Well, part of it, good morning, Stuart, A37 on Instagram. Part of the problem is that you have got to accept that not everybody values things for what they're worth. Even worse when you're giving them a deal on it. Well, I, I am, I'm entitled to a government home, you know. It's that type of attitude that is just ridiculous, right? And it's also creating people who get into a home and don't, they've taken no budgeting courses. They've not been prepared to become a homeowner. And I see this all the time. Oh my God, Sandy, I, you know, these people, the bank telling me I'm getting ready for my government home. And yet the bank is telling me that um, I have to pay life insurance, property insurance. I have to now um, come up with a deposit and I have two months to do it. I'm like, uh, and what's the problem? But these are government homes. I'm like, honey child. This is a commercial transaction. Yes, everybody who buys a home and finances it via the bank, if you're going to them for financing, the bank does not give you 100% of the money. 
you need to have something to contribute. Right? Even if they're giving you 95%, 90%. Even if they're giving you 100%, there's closing costs. There's this, is that. You got to come up with some money. The fact that we have people who are adulting and they do not know that means that our school systems have failed in teaching children budgeting and economics 101. Right? You're not getting a car where you just walk into the bank, say, give me my $25,000 car, and here's my keys, and I'm out the door. That's not how housing works. Nobody ever taught you guys what comes with the cost of housing. So a lot of people who go into the government homes are ill-prepared, is what I'm telling you. Now they got to pay property insurance? Remember, these are the same people when they were out there renting and they were saying that, oh, you know, um, oh, I'm, I'm, I can pay $1,200 in rent, so why won't the bank give me money? Yeah, Alejandra, I'm aware that it's a PTZ camera now, so it's a little bit harder to get it leveled. Trust me, I, I, see, I see my thing in the background. And it keeps moving all the time is the problem. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so no one explained to you the real cost of home ownership. Yeah, that's why. Well, I'm paying. I'm paying twelve hundred in rent. Why can't the bank give me a mortgage? Because the bank understands the real cost of home ownership, and the real cost of home ownership includes. Property insurance, life insurance, your mortgage with the potential of increasing interest rates. It also includes the inevitable ish that is going to break around your house. Yeah, Murphy's Law. Something always going to break and go wrong, honey chill. That refrigerator, that AC unit, you got a plumbing leak. You got this, you got that. And maintaining your lawn. When you get in there, you got to make sure that you are doing all of these things. So the cost of, of the real cost of home ownership is not going to be the $1,200 a month that you were paying in rent. Somebody keeps trying to call me from Cuba. Why? Hmm? Okay, let's answer the call. Hello? Hola. Hola. Spanish? Ah, un poquito solamente. Dime. I might need a translator. Unos balcones que se hundieron cerca de su isla. O saber algo de ellos hace unos días. Okay, all right. Un, un momento, un momento. All right. I'm going to need a Spanish speaker this morning. Who can I call on? Let me see here now. Um, anybody willing to translate for me? Give me a second. I need child. I got to figure out where my friend, he, he, he's speaking fast too, you know. 
Uh, let me see here. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see if I can get somebody. A boat sank near to Cayman this morning. Oh. <laughs> um, Eddie, can I call you to translate, honey chair? Or chat chat. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. I might have to call Eddie. He he responded. He's listening. All right, so um, let me give Eddie a call. 4792. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, buenos dias, senor. <laughs> I, I need a translator this morning. Um, uh-huh. So you said that he just said that there was a, um, some sort of ship or something that sunk a boat? That, that's what I understood, but uh, he was speaking extremely fast. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, senor, hable despacio, okay? Okay. Okay. Can, can can he hear me? Um, I think I think you you can hear him, right? I can hear him. Can he hear me? Ask him in Spanish because I don't think he speaks any English. Buenos días. Me puede escuchar? Me puede oír? Sí. Sí. Okay. Okay. Puede puede qué fue lo que dijiste en principio? Que me, me informaron sobre 11 balseros que pueden estar en su isla, que se, la embarcación despacito, se los hundió. Despacito, se despacito, de, despacito, señor, despacito. Okay. Okay. ¿Que 11 personas están okay. ahí, que han llegado a la isla? Sí. Su embarcación okay. se hundió. Se... se hundió, pero han llegado en la, en la isla. Sí, so, okay, por eso so me pueden que me informaron que pueden estar y si pudieran averiguar es informar. Oh, otra vez, tiene que hablar más claro que eso. Um, so, eh, espera un momento. San, eh, ¿sabe, ¿Sabe dónde, um, qué isla, eh, en cuál isla han llegado? Es isla Caimán, la única información que tengo. ¿Pero han llegado o el, o el barco se hundió uh, antes de llegar? Fue que llegaron y lo hundieron. Y lo hundieron. Y son sí. 11 personas. 11 personas. Ok. Sandra, mm-hmm. one understanding is that, that 11 people have arrived in Cayman. Don't mm-hmm. know which island. They don't mm-hmm. know which island. Mm-hmm. They were just informed, but apparently they sank the boat. Oh. So they're just basically looking for authorities. Uh huh. Okay. What I'm under- is what I'm understanding. Right. So I guess he's concerned that everybody has made it safely. Well, he's been notified that 11 people made it here. So uh-huh. I think it's just a matter of trying to get with the authorities or what have you. Okay. All right. So um, can you explain to him that there is a process? that the authorities, the governmental authorities, um, have to go through once people land, right? Oh, they're fully aware of that one, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, so, you know, he just has to wait. He can't just reach out to the authorities like that. Once they're Mm -hmm. processed, like, through immigration, 
then essentially um, they give them uh, some kind of phone card access to be able to mm-hmm. call and contact their relatives. And tell him that we can, I mean, we can reach out to um, CBC, like Border Control, and ask mm-hmm. them, but, you know, they're not the quickest <laughs> with releasing information. So, um, you know, they're probably busy trying to process yeah. the 11 people. Yeah. I'm guessing they're probably already been advisors, which is what I advise, which is what I told him. But, um, but I also said we would just cover all bases and let them know. So he just wanted to know, I just wanted an update to see that they were all confirmed that they were all good and everything um, mm-hmm. is what I'm gathering. Uh, but uh, apparently some workers or someone uh, has notified one of his friends and they mm-hmm. notified him that they had arrived there. So um, that's where it's at. So I'm going to hang up here now. Uh, señor, eh, nosotros vamos a, a, a avisar a la autoridad y hacer lo que podemos para uh, poner un anuncio diciendo que todo está bien y, y, y seguro que te van a contactar, uh, okay. con, con yeah. en contacto contigo. Bueno. And, and let him know that, you know, as soon as we know something, we'll definitely obviously post it on our website and social media. Yeah. Sí. Yes, thank you. Better than mine, honey chia. I got my little, I actually bought my little Spanish, but the other day I said I was going to start practicing some more, but yeah. Uh, yeah. thank you, All Eddie. Right, I appreciate it. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, honey child. You know what they say? If you don't use it, you lose it. Woo. Mm-mm. Yes, sir. Might have to get me a little Spanish friend to talk to. Um. Yes, I, I saw where he was calling this morning as I was on 106 and I was trying to go out. I'm like, who's calling me from Cuba? And I don't know nobody. Cuban relatives don't even have my number chair. Uh, so, yeah, so hopefully, um, hopefully they're all okay. 
What a hot mess that is, honey chill. Mm-mm. The boat sank. I wonder where and how and... Oh, my gosh. You think if we call Mr. Clifford that he'll answer the phone? Let's see. I'm not sure if um, Franz Manderson is back in office, but I know that that doesn't exactly um, fall under, you know, his direct remit. So let me see now. I'm going to ask. I'm going to see if we can call Mr. Clifford, but he's probably busy. If that many came in today, honey, chill. How many do we have now? I'm curious about how many Cubans we have at the detention center. Let's see if we can get a hold of him. Somebody said to call Gary Wong. Oh, hold on. Let me see if Gary is available. Um, <laughs> Alejandro says Google Translate is a thing, yo. It's not the same when you're trying to get them to, like, in real time. Johan says, Eddie, t Eddie sounds like how I order food and things at a Latin restaurant slash bar. <laughs> uh, what a hot mess. Nope. They're busy, honey. Chill. They're busy. Rough C says, I mean, like, I mean, like, she's getting calls from Cuba now asking for help. <laughs> uh, uh, Cameron says, yes, sir. Marga Calle de Caiman. Yeah, we always, um, somebody said, call Marlon Baden. Lord have mercy. I don't think I have his number, to be honest. But um, I suspect they're busy. Wesley Howell is head of border control, but I don't have his number. He's not likely to answer. Um, I don't think I have Marlon Baden's number. But anyway, they'll, they'll be processed. I know they're very, very anxious. Um, normally they're Cuban relatives because they have reached out before different groups. It is, it is not an easy trip to make. And so they are very, very anxious to find out that everybody's made it safely. And, and then once they confirm they've made it safely, all of a sudden they get ungrateful. Mm -hmm. uh, hello, Joe, Joe joining us from Guyana. Hello, darling. How are you? Uh, buenos dias to Ingrid. She said, que esta pasando aquí? Um, does that mean what's going on here? <laughs> I understand a lot more than I speak, I must tell you, especially reading it. Um, but shall takes practice. All right. So yes, they'll 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 sort it out. All right. So listen, on the housing thing, it's it's not an easy fix. It can be complicated. Um, one of the messages that we have to get across to people who take up these government homes, somebody said. Normally, they think that um, when it's a government home, that everything from government is free. And more importantly, they don't take care of their government homes. So, yes, I have been in some neighborhoods, and you see that they're doing the most with their government homes and making them look like straight up, you know what, S-H-I fill in the blank. Take pride in your what you have, um, regardless of how you got it. You know, that's your, that is your, your home. That's your, your little affordable housing. That's your, you know, whatever, but just take care of it. And um, 
I must say that I get that there might be a concern that unfortunately uh, we are creating pockets of poverty with these government homes, but it's more a question of um, the people themselves taking pride in themselves and being a homeowner and their surroundings. Child, some of them let their kids like destroy stuff and then they're like, oh, I don't have the money to fix it and repair it. And it just goes from bad to worse um, as far as I'm concerned, which is not a good thing. Hmm. Well, uh, and there's more things that government is doing. So remember now, if you have your own plot of land, don't forget the National Housing Trust will allow you to build on your own land. So there are other things. It's not just getting into those. I mean, there's the the um, GG Ham program, which for some reason they have not been able to kick back off, and I don't know why, but that is helpful because government basically backs your loan. So again, you find the property, you identify the property, you identify the house, and government will assist you in backing the loan so that even if you couldn't qualify for it on your own through the GG Ham program, you're able to still get qualified because government is saying, hey, we will take the fall, unfortunately, um, if this person defaults on the loan and, um, you know, they do that. So, you know, there's that. Um, what else are they doing to address affordable housing? They've also, and just the PAC government just increased this, um, giving you additional uh, breaks on stamp duty. Waivers, they've increased the amount because they're aware that the cost of a home has gone up as well. Um, you know, I wish that all of us, I feel like, could have made better decisions when it comes to our finances when we were a lot younger. Because I remember when I first moved back to Cayman after university, there were literally an acre of land in Savannah for $60,000 and it was owner finance. And I remember looking at it, thinking about it. I'm like, eh, Savannah, all the way out there in the bush, in the country. <laughs> now I could kick myself. If I could turn my foot around, I would kick myself. One acre for 60 grand. And this was in the 90s, mid 90s, early 2000s. And I was so stupid, I didn't see it. <sighs> A lot of the mess that we're in, we have to take accountability too for how we got here. Because our parents and grandparents had good land and instead of them trying to create generational wealth, they just gave it away for little to nothing. Oh, well, I need the money. And a lot of you, when you're complaining about the cost of homes and property and so forth, you have to remember who's selling a lot of this land, Caymanians. And you think that you're going to roll up on another Caymanian and say, well, you're asking an exorbitant amount for your land. You know what they're going to tell you? Well, how, how, how am I going to live? How am I going to survive? How am I going to secure my... Mm -hmm. Tyrone, good morning. Says, Sandra, you stated that the education system failed us for not teaching our children how to make financial decisions. Half of the teachers are in court being sued or have committed criminal offenses. Why do you think the children are coming out like this? <laughs> well, I mean, that doesn't necessarily um, <laughs> have a direct impact on the curriculum. 
The fact of the matter is they're not being taught it at all. So it's not even part of the curriculum. That's the problem. Having said that, I'm going to go back to this. If your teachers and your kids' friends are having more of an influence on who your children are becoming, y'all got a problem. School teachers are not there to raise your children. They're there to teach your children. Hello, Cameron. Thank you so much. Um, uh, Miss Brenda responded to Ali. Aliano. I didn't see what he said, but she says, if you qualify, don't make the paperwork discourage you. That's a one-off process. And Peen, think about the aftermath. Let me try to go back and see what he said. He said, yes, but some, like myself, lack tolerance for convoluted paperwork process. You mean of applying for uh, affordable housing and getting a loan? Well, Aliano, I'm going to be quite frank with you. That's the mentality that will get you nowhere in life. You got to be willing to do your part. Nobody just give you stuff and you expect them to do the paperwork for you or make there be no paperwork at all. Listen, anything in the world that you want to do, getting permanent residency, getting status, doing this, You've got to fill out paperwork. And guess what? If you don't know how to do it, what you need to do is um, find someone who can help you. So yes, it can be daunting. Trust and believe, I know. Recently, I had to open up a bank account. It was a business account, but still with CNB. And my God, when I saw what they sent me, I was like, oh my God. And I just put on my thinking cap, Sandy. One document at a time and one page at a time. And then I just made my little list of everything that they were requesting. This ID, that ID, the utility bill. You just go through it and check off. Here's this, here's that. You know, so many documents, you can't even send them in a single email. You have to break it up and send it in multiple emails. So um, it's just part of the process. Mm-hmm. So, oh gosh. Yeah. Hold on one second. We got an emergency. Somebody needs a first aid kit. Just one second. This is my new business, honey chill. I'm gonna call 24-7. Um Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, yeah, you know, you got to just get through it. You can't not do something because there's paperwork involved. Scholarships. You know, sometimes when you want a scholarship, you got to fill out paperwork. Provide information about yourself and your um, finances and all this kind of stuff. My friend, you just got to do it. Don't keep looking for excuses not to advance yourself in life. Miss Elaine says, I was always told that you can't lose off of land regardless of where it's located. Well, most of the time that's true, but not all the time. Sometimes the bubble does burst. And, um, you know. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Um, buenos dias to Miss Alba. Estoy bien. The education for people is a need. Life skills at all levels, says Pat. That's for sure. Cameron says, fact, Sandy, time to learn now from our mistakes of the past. Regretting uh, don't produce results or change. I'm live, says my relative built his own house. No bank loan. I even helped. I encourage young men who own property to take the UCCI construction course. Self-building will cut costs by 60%. That's good if you can do it. Um, I, I Oh, my God. The, the, the idea of construction makes my head hurt. I know Caymanians love to build. They, they love to build a house. But let me tell you all something. You probably could never get me to build a house. I'll buy a house that somebody else built, brand new. That's what we did with our home. It was We were the first ones in and whatever. But I can't take the stress of building a home. These contractors, I would end up killing somebody, I do believe. That would be the day I'd be in Northward. The stuff that they do and the delays and the, the lies and, oh, my God. These contractors are ridiculous. Woo, honey, child, I don't want to go to jail over one of them. And I feel like any home that you go into, there's always something that you discover that these contractors did that you're sitting there shaking your head like, why would you do that? And they always come up with these ridiculous excuses about why they're doing stuff. And I'm looking at them like, that don't even make any logical sense. I don't know anything about construction, but that makes no logical sense. Why would you design something like that? Oh, well, you know, it's a modern design element. I was like, please shut up. You're, you insult people with your stupidity. That's not working. There's a leak here because of your modern design element, please. You just did a bad job and you should fix it. Mm-mm-mm. The stuff that you hear. All right. Uh, Dacia, good morning. Says, good morning, Sandy. Children in high school have options for classes they wish to take in their final year. So they can choose to do classes that's not beneficial to them in the future. That's not beneficial? Um, that's their fault. So if they choose to take classes, okay. Like what? Basket weaving? Do y'all offer basket weaving courses? Like, I don't know what, what courses that would be. We as parents need to teach life skills to our children and money management should be included in that teaching. Oh, I agree with that too. I agree. But the problem, Dacia, is if you yourself don't have the necessary skill set to teach your children money management, like anything else, the bad habits get passed on from one generation to the next. Oh, once again, I completely agree. Parents, you are your child's biggest, or you should be, influencer. Nobody should be influencing your children more than you. But that means that your behavior better come good because some of y'all out here twerking and working in the streets and your children looking at that being influenced by that in a bad way. Having said that, you know, if if a parent themselves are, are struggling financially, they don't have good money management skills, how is the child going to learn that from a parent that doesn't have it themselves? And this is oftentimes what happens. Someone reached out recently to us for help with their electricity bill, right? And uh, we're, we vet you all now. So they wanted us to post, oh, you know, I need help my electricity bill, da, 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 da. And so it was kind of interesting because I don't know the person, but I know a family member. And I reached out to the family member to say, hey, what's the situation here? 
is this a real need or, you know, what's going on? They're like, really? This family member, again, it's always the same people over and over again. Giving people a handout does not help them. They get used to people, in fact, paying their bills for them, and they still make poor decisions. This person said to me, was she not a same one who bought two tablets for Christmas for her kids? And I'm just like, mind blown. I'm like, are you kidding me? And now in January, because obviously you didn't pay the bill in December, that's why now you got a $1,200, $1,300 bill. Because you were too busy buying tablets for your children. You can't do things like that. And every child must get a tablet. Y'all better learn how to share. You get 30 minutes and the next kid gets 30 minutes and the next one gets 30 minutes. That's how it goes. One tablet per household. Mm-mm. So again, you know, the parents making bad decisions. You think those children are learning anything meaningful? Any life skills? About how to manage their finances, how to make sacrifices. You know what the single determining factor in life is when you look at someone's core personality traits and whether or not they're going to be successful? You all want to hear what this is? Listen now. Come, come closer. It's the ability to delay gratification. And we live in a, I want it and I want it now society. But I've just told you, the single most important marker in life, right, that determines your success is your ability to delay gratification. I want it, but five years from now I can afford it. If I save, if I do this, if I do that. Some of y'all take things so out of context, it's not even funny. I was telling y'all the other day about how my birthday card, because, you know, there was an issue with it when it came in August and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, um, I am trying my best. This is one of my financial goals to never have to go to the bank for a car loan ever again if I can help it, to pay cash for a car. Now, y'all seem to think that that means that I have all this money sitting in the bank. I'm like, oh, let me just write you a $150,000 check for a freaking car. You know, when I say I'm paying cash for it, that's not what I meant. What I meant is I am paying cash for it, but I have saved up my money and every month, you know, six, seven months out, definitely. The car is coming in six months, Sandy. Okay. Let me start paying a little bit here and a little bit there. Planning in advance, saving up my money. You know, you're going to need a car in two years, start from now so that you don't have to go to the bank for that. It's so interesting how people heard what I said, but then they didn't hear what I said. They made the assumption that, oh boy, Sandy, got one bag of money. She can just go buy a car, a brand new car with cash. Uh-huh. No, I've been saving and I'm paying monthly and I'm planning and I'm, I'm delaying. It. Yep, it's coming eventually. <laughs> and by the time it reaches here, I should be in a position to have paid it off. All right, let's talk about young uh, Tyler this morning. Ms. Darlene says some parents themselves may not have money management skills, but if it is taught in school in these days and things um, that will break the curse. Kevin, are you able to, are we able to hear you yet? Um, Hence reason education should be required when applying for financial assistance since Pat, yes, honey child. Let's get a little 
applause. I completely, I completely agree with that. Um, and I think even the banks could do more in terms of money management courses and stuff like that as well. All right, we're going to get to the Karen story. Don't worry, your hand, because I got video of a Karen who spat on somebody. Lord Jesus, I would box her from now into next week. But anyway, we're going to get to that. Before we get to that, we're going to talk about young Tyler. Oh, we got a caller in the line as well. Good morning, caller. Welcome. Morning. Morning, dear. How are you? Not bad. Good. Um, when, as I'm approaching roundabouts, uh-huh. one, one thing I notice okay. is that people can't seem to make a decision about which lane they need to be in until they're one inch away from the roundabout. Hmm. Okay. And you want and you want them to plan two years ahead for a car. <laughs> you, oh my God. You're you so funny. You're out of way to get your program on their radio in the morning. <laughs> oh. Anyhow, that's it. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, um, caller, touche, touche. I get it. Um, oh, we got it. We got some action breaks and breaking action. Any pics? Any video? Send me some pics and video. Okay, so here's what's going down right now. Right now, y'all know we get it straight. Oh, yeah, Jamaican canoe came ashore, South Coast Bar and Grill. Two Jamaicans on board. Police have them detained. Yay! <laughs> R-C-I-P-S. You get them, honey, child. Don't y'all be coming in here with your drugs and your Jamaican canoe and guns and everything else. Sure, happening right now. <laughs> Somebody said, what's happening to your car? It's now January 24th. That's okay. It's soon come. I'm not stressing out about it. It'll soon come, honey, child. Yep, let's put this up on social. Get them and find out which Caymanians they're working with, too. So that you can put their behinds in jail. All of them need to go jail. And deportation. Too bad we can't deport Caymanian criminals. Because I'd be the first to say, get rid of their behind too. Mm -hmm. Destroying your own country. For what? I mean, the irony of it is y'all not even got enough sense. You ever notice that, that people who deal in drugs and these criminals, they don't even have enough sense to do anything sensible with the money? I, I have never seen... These criminals do anything good. Child, they are just. <sighs> All right, let's post this up. Time wasters. What a mess. All right, so we got a picture, no video yet. But thank God they caught him because normally what they do is they jump aboard and um, then they can't, they can't find them. And they're co-mingling and doing more Ill illegal activity on island so good for the rcips yes honey child you get them yep see the little canoe boat right there so mm -hmm. all right well they got two this morning that's wonderful okay so um let's talk about young tyler at mosley 
Uh, thank you, Miss Brenda. She says, hashtag patience and discipline, Caymanians. I know. And, you know, I had to chuckle when Denny called in because the funny thing about it, Miss Brenda, is so many of us have zero discipline with anything. I mean to tell you. Not, not even family planning can we get with discipline. Y'all just be like, oh, and I caught the Britney Spears um, mantra. Oops, I did it again. Oops, I'm pregnant again. And I'm looking at you after at baby number four going, have you heard of something called birth control? Now, I, I, I know some of y'all think I'm rude, but that's okay. <laughs> Sometimes you got to be rude to get your point across. I'm like, mm. I remember this lady, she had, I think she was at kid number seven, eight, nine, or 10. I can't remember which one now. Had a bag of children. Um, smart young lady. And this man was piling her up with these bunch of children. I said to her, when she started telling me about how many children she got, I mean, I, and my face was dead straight. I wasn't even joking. I'm like, have you heard of birth control before? It's a thing and it works. Good morning, caller. Have you heard of birth control before? <laughs> Hello, caller. Oh, honey child. I wonder if they didn't realize I was live again. Y'all keep, stop calling me if you don't know I'm live. And I said, girl, you need to use birth control. Well, my husband, I say, your husband? That no good man who don't even want work? You're going to let him dictate to you what you must do with your body. Because he won't pile you up with all these children so that nobody else don't want you. Because that was the game. Yes, Miss Brenda says, or snip, snip. I, I believe in that too. Yes, go get your tubes tied. Men, get, 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 get your vasectomy. Be part of the solution, not the problem. A man can tell me what to do with my body? I don't think so, honey chill. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. Anyway, she's actually one of those success stories because she went back and got her education, got a good job at one of these firms now and all kind of thing. I'm so proud of her. Every time I hear, oh, I'm not working on my master's, Miss Sandy. I said, praise the Lord. All right, I'm going to stand up. I've been sitting down. It's making my bonkers sore. Most mornings I don't sit, but ugh, occasionally I do. Um, but I got to get my... my um, my stress mat under my foot so I can stand up now. All right. So yes, get, get your tubes tied, honey, get fixed. Cause uh, you know, that's the other thing that keeps you in poverty is having all these children you cannot afford. And it's so sad because the children are ultimately the ones who suffer. You know, you want to give your children an opportunity and the opportunities that you didn't have an opportunity to go off to university and to do all these other things. How much children can a woman have, says Strong Will? Well, she can have a lot. How many should she have is a completely different story. All right, we're coming to the Karen story. Um, El Ray says, no snip, snip round. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, so Sophia says the hospital will not tie you off. They always tell them they're too young or they're married. The man, they have to sign. Now, Sophia, I'm glad that you brought this up. Because this is something that was brought to my attention a number of years ago. I was counseling a young mother of four. When she was pregnant with baby number four, I said, honey, child, 
listen to Auntie Sandy now, you have got to get your tubes tied. You are young. You're still in your 20s and you're in baby number four. That means, honey child, that you're super fertile. You have another 20-something years of being fertile. And if you're ready on number four, at 24 years old or 25 years old, we gonna have a problem. This not stopping, okay? So go get, and she told me, well, Miss Sandy, with baby number three, I told the HSA I wanted to get my tube side and they told me no. And I said, really? The HSA can tell you what to do with your body? I don't think so. I said, who told you no? Which one of them food, food doctors? You know, the most interesting thing about this, because I actually had to go straight to the top of the HSA and have a conversation with them. They said, but that's not our policy. I said, it isn't, but this is what your doctors are doing in practice. Good morning, caller. Good morning, caller. Morning. Um, just on that topic, they they cannot tell you no. Exactly. And if, you, if you strongly, like if you know your rights and you say to them, can you tell me no or are you strongly recommending that I don't? And yeah. they'll tell you, ultimately, it's your decision. Yes, and they, they, and can't they, shouldn't, tell even, you no. they but, shouldn't even be doing it, to be honest. But what happens is mm-hmm. a lot of the times, um, because health insurance, not all health insurance covers it. Mm-hmm. So you, you end up having to pay out of pocket. And if you're already in a situation of poverty, you can't afford it. So and then they can me, tell you ridiculous. no if you can't pay for it. Yeah. If you can't pay for it, they can tell you no. Yeah. No, I mean, this, this is ridiculous because trust me, it would be in the government's best interest to make tubal ligation completely free for anybody who wants to do it that can't afford to do it. I agree. The, the government should pay for it. Cynical can pick up the cost. Thank you so much, caller. So what I found was happening, and to this caller's point, she has a very valid point, um, they were telling women, oh, we need a father's consent. Listen to this now. You're big enough to go out there and have children, right? You're adult enough to get pregnant, to have sex, and to have children, but yet they're going to tell you now that you want to get your tubes tied. You need another person's permission, if you're married, you must get your husband's permission. And if you're not married, you need somebody like a father. Well, I, I'm like, well, she certainly didn't need a father when she went and laid down and got pregnant. What on earth are you people talking about? So the more I heard about this, I can hear the helicopter up. Mm-hmm. The bird, the national bird is in the sky, honey chill. I can hear it. Sounds a little bit too close to me, though. Maybe they come in and pay me a visit. Land in my backyard. <laughs> So, you know, I'm like, listen to me. You can't tell a woman that she needs permission to get her tubes tied or that she needs a husband or anybody else to sign up. I I couldn't believe I was sitting there going, are we living in the 1800s still? Where you, you were seen as property, as commodity, and other people controlled what you did? Yeah. So listen, I spoke to the CEO, I'm going to tell y'all, of the HSA. She said, but Sandy, that's not our policy. And I said, well, that might not be your policy, but in practice, that's what your physicians are doing. And I could give her names of the exact physicians that were saying it to people. And you know what is so interesting? I'm going to tell y'all something that is going to knock your socks off this morning. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sandy. Morning, how are you? You know, that's how... 
I'm doing good. I believe, I, I agree with you to an extent, you know, in certain conditions because some people just, maybe they don't have the right thought process of when and where they should be doing things and how they should do it and how they should take care of children, especially. And if they feel like they don't have the means to want to have children, but still have sexual intercourse and stuff like this, I mean, that's their rights. I mean, there should be no one trumping you to tell you something, but if it's a doctor recommendation and they tell you something that could cause a future issue and they don't recommend that you do such a thing, if you, especially if you haven't planned it out and you just made it a decision because you just want to have it your way. I mean, the way how I think of it, right? It's like abortion. Do you, do you agree with abortion as well? Alejandro, what I agree with or what I think is that a woman's body is her body and her decisions to make. It, it's right. not it's not my business to tell a woman what to do with her body. And if she wants to have her tubes tied, I think that is a, a choice that she can make without right. getting permission from other people. And I and I do agree with that. I, I, I believe that even if it does destroy a relationship that she might or does have that, you know, I, I but the abortion part it almost is equal because like say for example, you said that now they have to ask the permission of the partner. If, uh, if, if, for example, I was to get a woman pregnant and she decided to say in the middle of the four or five weeks, I mean, four or five months, that she doesn't, she don't think that she want to have this because it pain was painful or whatever it is. For example, she can't endure the pain or the thoughts of doing such a thing in the next four or five months afterwards is she going to give birth. And if this, if it's a, if it's a fair driven thing, then that means I do not agree with it because yeah, but I you you can't have an, you can't have abortions at five months. So let's be very no, clear. No, That's no, not no. how well, abortions well, work. Let's just say, for example, certain countries, certain states in the United States have been doing that. And say, for example, it is legal to have an abortion up to eight months. No, it's or not. Or six months or Alejandro, seven months. Alejandro, Alejandro. Like, in okay, what okay, in what okay. state we, we, or we, where? We're thinking about uh, we're thinking about places that do believe in more than two genders, Sandy. Where okay? where and where believes thing. an abortion what? at eight months? Like where can you get a legal abortion at eight months? If I have to go and do my research, Sandy, well, or, I, or if you can help me, let's do our research then, because well, I, there is things like this. There is things like this. You hear these things, and they're true stories. Wow. And I and I and I do believe that if you do have rights to have an abortion above six months or so, it, it, that's criminal. That is pretty it, it criminal actually is me. criminal in all jurisdictions that I'm aware yeah. of. Nobody can get an abortion well, six well, months or eight months. Well, they have states in the United States like how they have legalization of marijuana in certain states, but some not, don't. The same way how they have laws that uh, that do permit you to have an abortion at certain ages. That would not be acceptable for, um, like, for how we think, say right? What? So, I mean, you 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 say say what, Sonia, because you don't do so much research. But sometimes you oh start doing God. something that doesn't concern you. I mean, <coughs> yeah, I just, I'm just, I, I'm literally choking. Right. I'm the one who doesn't do too much, so much yeah, research. Sandy, you you research what you what you care about, you know. So if we can research our, what each other care about, I mean, I, I I don't know. You don't care about people's lives too much, right? Oh my god, <laughs> Alejandro, were you smoking this morning? Sandy, be, come be, on now. Be, be straight come with, be straight with me. Were you were you smoking, smoking this morning? Were you smoking? Tell me the truth. 
did you smoke anything this morning? Tell me now. Tell Auntie you, Sandy. You don't need to. You don't need to make me come and tell you anything. And you, 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 you no, know, no, 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 no. Were you smoking okay, anything okay. this morning? Because I need an explanation as right to what the heck the you're saying. I woke up on the right side of the bed. Not, I mean, I don't know <laughs> nothing about that now, but no sir. Yeah, well, that thing. No, you hear me talking, right? I'm a weak. All right, Alejandro. <laughs> have a good one. All right. So I woke up on the right side of the bed. Lauren, have <laughs> I just see you know, because you, 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 you're Jesus. discussing about like cubes tying and things like this. Now, at a certain age, when would that, when would that be a proper decision to make? Say now you have a 16-year-old coming to you now. They, that's the legal age on this island saying that I want my tubes tied because I'm never going to have a child. Mm-hmm. All right, Alejandro. Think about that, son. Thank you, my dear. A, you're destroying our generation right there. Lord man. Jesus. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning. I just wanted to do a public service announcement to the general public. <laughs> This is the reason why you shouldn't smoke weed, folks. Stay away from it. It's not good for you. It does nothing for your mental faculty. It does nothing for you. Stay away from that stuff, folks. Thank this you. message was endorsed by the minister from our road. <laughs> Thank you for your PSA. Uh, Scott says, have we graduated from Ganja to crack? He's wondering about this conversation. Uh, Garrett says a quick Google search will solve it for just one answer. Oh my God. Shakazula says at Alejandro, please get the facts, please. Jim said, no, 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 no. Mark says, bro, come with facts. Shakazula says, I think he's living in alternative universe. Whereas Brenda said, men also need to be more responsible in this matter. Women are expected to be the carrier of this burden, but it takes two to tango. Men, you have to bag it up too. Yes, sir. Ingrid says, uh, no one in the world can ever have an abortion after four or five, six or eight months of pregnancy. Alejandro, you need to educate yourself because you go live and talking nonsense. Staff says, has an abortion been criminalized in America? <laughs> Michael says, hang up the phone. Indiana uh, says, abortion came out as illegal. Lavana says, what's he talking about? Garrett says, Alejandro, you sound like you do research yourself. Even though it's only halfway finished, research is still research. What a hot mess. Um, Ingrid says, sorry, Alejandro, you fell off the bed. It hit your head very hard this morning. Mm-mm. Alejandro, switch topics, please. Uh, can we get back to the Karen story? <laughs> Alba is laughing out loud. Aliano says, Alejandro, I respect you. But let's not get into this Trumpism, white ring, misconception about birthright. Lord Jesus. <sighs> Garrett says, don't do drugs. Stephanie says, not everyone can handle weed. <laughs> Irvlin says, and everywhere have fault. What? And everywhere have fault stuff. What does that mean? The age of consent in Cayman is 16. It needs to be raised, by the way. Defilement of girls under 16 years of age. Uh, she talks about imprisonment. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Listen to me. This is not a conversation about abortions. Okay? Those are illegal in this country. And as somebody said, under, uh, somebody said to give Fox News a break, under certain circumstances, somebody does say, you know, emergency situations where the, the mother's life is in danger, 
uh, they may have to have to decide um, to take a baby. Yo, that is not what we're talking about here. Let, let's let's stay focused for a minute. We've gone so left field. Lady Demas says, <laughs> I love CMR. <laughs> Having a good laugh. All right. Nobody can tell you, nobody at the HSA, no physician can tell you that you can't get your tubes tied. Okay. You have options of how you want to exercise, having children, birth control, and so on. They can give you medical advice, but they cannot make the decision for you and they cannot prevent you from making the decision yourself. And this is exactly what was happening. The irony of it is the people who were telling women this nonsense were the Jamaican physicians. Now, I had to chuckle at this because when the mother of four told me, I said, well, who was your doctor? And she told me who it was. I said, this is a woman who doesn't even, I don't even think she had any children of her own. She's working OBGYN at HSA. Um, no husband, no children. I said, well, is she going to help you take care of your children? Because if she can commit to sponsoring one of your kids now that you got four and she's going to take care of them, maybe she can tell you what to do with your body. But I know for a fact that she is not going to be the person who will be giving any kind of donation to single mothers every single month. Folks, it is a backwards mentality from all over the world. The people who have the most children are the people who are less capable. The people who can least afford it are the ones who are piling themselves up with a bag of children. Think about that for a second. You can't afford it financially. You can't afford it in terms of your time, but yet you want to have four, five, six, seven, a gazillion children? Four to 11, as Caymanians would say. Why? That is what keeps you in poverty. And when you have a physician from another country who they well know a thing or two about poverty, sit there and tell you, no, you shouldn't get your tubes tied or you need somebody's permission to do it. I would be like, are you serious right now? So the policy at the HSA, let me be very, very clear, is that you don't need anybody's permission. They should never tell you that, right? They can't tell you not to do it. They can simply advise you of the pros and cons. Here's a pamphlet. It's a, it is a serious decision because once it's done, it can't be undone, you know? But it is ultimately your decision. If you are struggling to put food in the mouth of three children, why are you going to get pregnant having number four? Be responsible. Yes, Ms. Brenda, hashtag family planning. I mean, do we not grow up in homes where your, your mother sit down and have conversations with you, your mother and your father, about the birds and the bees and think about in your life how many children you want, what you want for your life? I have a seven-year-old and we have conversations. She's like, oh, do I have, one day she asked me, mom, do I have to get married? And I said, no. I said, nobody doesn't have to do anything like that if you don't want to. If you never want to get married, you don't have to get married. And I said, but there's a natural order of things from where I come from, okay? Your education is first. 
You don't need a boyfriend and you don't have to get married. I'm not business with none of that, but you better get an education or a trade or a skill or something. We had an interesting conversation. I should make you guys hear it because I have to somehow record these things for her dad to hear because child, she'd be saying the most. Like, what if I don't want to work? And I'm like, uh-uh. I said, well, that's not an option. <laughs> you don't get to not work. I said, you want to eat? Yes. Okay, well, then you got to work. <laughs> it's as simple as that. We just had one the other day and I was like, oh, daddy, you got to hear what your daughter going on with. Mom, do I have to work? I'm like, do you have to work? (laughs) Yeah. How else are you going to pay bills? You're not paying them off of me, honey. Yeah, you better get out there and work. Children take in a lot at a very, very young age. She's already processing some bits and pieces of this. And so you set the standard. Yes, you've got to work. You have, you have to get a, a something, a trade certificate, a degree, something. No, we don't just sit home and do nothing. Right? That's why I get up every single day and I go to work. So even when she's from school, she's like, oh, mom, you have to work today. Aren't we in school break? I said, honey, child, you're on school break. I'm not. Let me see if this is the conversation. Um, this was the, I don't remember where I recorded it now, to be honest, (laughs) but it was so funny because she was like, do I really have to work? We have these conversations when we're driving in the car. Let me see if this is it. Hold on. Let me put in my headset because I don't want y'all to hear no private conversations. (laughs) So I'm like, yes, you got to work. Do I have to have kids? I'm like, if you don't want kids, you don't have to have kids, but you got to work. And you have to get your education and you, oh, but can I just stay with you forever? No. I said, in fact, I want you to travel and see the world and go away from me. As an only child, that is like the most difficult thing in the world. Oh my God, my child's going to leave me, but it is for their own benefit. My God. The things that I hear on a regular basis, sometimes my brain has a bit of a, It has like a brain fart trying to process the nonsense. You know? Um, uh -uh. I'm trying to find. Trying to find the. I can't remember when this was now. But anyway, um, we had a very, very interesting conversation. And trust me when I tell you, I had to set her straight with a few things. I'm like, nope, that's not optional. Nope, you can't do that. Oh, here it is. This was her asking me about the king and the queen. Okay, so she started out asking me about the king and the queen. And um, now that the queen has died, she's like, oh, the queen is still on her money. And I was trying to explain to her. I was asking if she knows what the king looks like. She said, nope, she don't know what he looks like, but she knows what the queen looks like. Because once the monarch changes, then that's what they do. They have to change out, like, money and lots of official pictures and stuff and buildings, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. So they have to put his face on there and save the queen because she died, remember? Mm-hmm. She's thinking about it. 
She's thinking about it like, okay, this is succession. Then she goes, but mom. Uh huh. She's wondering, when's the next queen? I think his oldest is a daughter, Princess Charlotte. So then it would be a queen again. If the monarch is still around, then. Yes, big if. And she's like, oh, okay. How do you know so much? How do you know so much? <laughs> <laughs> because I read and I learn. Uh-huh. Mom, you're not a kid anymore. I'm not a kid anymore? And you don't go to school. Uh-huh. Oh, but you see, that's the thing. Just because you're not a kid doesn't mean that you don't stop learning. You have to always read and learn. Use it, you lose it. So yes, you lose honey, it child. life at college. Mm-hmm. Is there 
cafeteria. A cafeteria. Cafeteria, but you get to meet people. You get to, depending on where you go to college, you can go like somewhere else in the world. It's an experience. The whole thing is an experience. I want to go to South Africa. To South Africa for college? Yeah. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh. Is it hot there? Uh, probably. Okay, I'm not going there. But mom, huh? you tell me all about South Africa when you go there. It's hot, cold. Okay. It's probably not cold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, i tell you what. You just have to focus now. Make sure you get good grades so that you can go off to university and have your own experience. Um, yes. So, if I go to college, and learn so much. Will I get an A plus 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 plus? Probably. And a happy smile, happy face, happy face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At some point, they stop giving you happy faces, but it's it's the same concept. Yes. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm <laughs> and she's like, "Why can't I get a happy face?" I know. Stop giving you smiley faces. You know what? That's actually a really good question. Um, yeah. Is that a satellite on our room? A satellite? No, a satellite. A satellite? Oh, no. I don't know what you're looking at. We don't have a satellite on the roof. <laughs> what is a satellite anyway? You don't know what a satellite is? <laughs> yeah. I just heard it. You heard it where? <laughs> heard it at school. You heard about a satellite at school? Yeah, but I don't know what it is. Oh. I hear people say it. Uh-huh. But I don't know what it is. That's why you have to stay in school. So you can know all about things like satellites that, are, that are in space. I don't want to go to school. Well, you don't have a choice. Huh? Yeah, you <laughs> see that money in your hand? Yes. How do you think you earn money? Um, By working. Yeah. Right. And how are you going to get a good job? I know. Huh? I'll just steal money from you. Steal money. <laughs> you know what happens to people who steal money? They go to jail. That's right. They go to jail. And then they're away from their families and everyone. And they ruin their reputation. Everybody knows them as a thief. Mm -hmm. And then that's not good because people are not going to want to give you a job. Nobody's going to trust you. They're like, oh my gosh, that little girl's a thief. She steals money. <laughs> so you don't steal money. You work hard for money, okay? You work hard and work smart. So, Mom. Don't put money by your mouth. Why? Because it has a lot of germs on it. Yuck. Then why am I touching it? <laughs> That's a question for you to answer. Can I wash it? You can't wash the money, but you can wash your hands and your face. I do not need to wash my face. Yeah, your money was touching the face. It was like this. Um, it was touching your face. No, it wasn't. Okay, Mama, let's get out of the car. And Mom, uh -huh. what happens if you don't steal and they go to school, uh -huh. get good grades, get a good job, and work hard and yes. get lots of money, but I become rich? What do you mean, what happens? That might be a good thing. I don't know. If I'm rich, I can buy anything I want, but that's a bad thing. 
Really? Is it? It depends on how, how you manage your money. But being rich doesn't make you happy. Well, I don't be happy when I have stuff I want. Mm-hmm. You're not happy when you have stuff? Yeah. Because I don't really like my toys at all. Mm-mm. When I get them, I think they're good, but then when I play with them, they're boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because you have too many toys. I don't like my toys. If you had fewer toys, you'd appreciate them more. Mm-hmm. You know that? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't like any of my toys, not even one. Mm-mm. Well, then I can give them all away. Let's donate them all to less fortunate children. Mm-hmm. You want to do that? Only thing I want is only one toy. Okay. My puppy. The real puppy or the other puppy? My, my fake puppy. Your stuffed puppy? Yeah, the one you got me because of snow. And the toys that Jazzy got me. That, that Jazzy got her. The real puppy too. You want Zeus? Alrighty. That's fine. So that's a snippet of one of my afternoon conversations. Um, But you see, already at the age of seven, do I have to work? Do I have to go to school? Do I have to do this? Have conversations with your kids, folks. All right, let's talk about young Tyler. Um, I enjoy these conversations because um, Paul says you're future host of CMR. I don't know about that, but, you know, you got to listen to your kids. Listen to the things that they're saying because already they're soaking in a lot from their surroundings, from friends and this and that. And it's so interesting to see how they think. And you've got to mold some of these concepts a little bit, um, you know, because they are skewed. They don't understand a lot of different things. Thank you, Yasmin. She is adorable. But, you know, when she starts talking about the fact that she not got work, I'm like, oh, yes, you are. (laughs) I don't know how else you think life goes. And so I drag her to work with me. Yes. She's like, oh, mom, I don't want to go there again tonight. I'm tired. And I said, all right, tonight we can take a break. But this is what we do. This is how we work. Daddy's going to meet us there. He's meeting the electrician. He's doing work. After his regular job, we continue working. Straight hustle. Let's talk about young Tyler Mosley this morning. Big shout out to Tyler. I'm so proud of this young man. I'm going to show you guys a snippet. He flew in to um, Cayman yesterday. He's a first officer pilot with American Airlines. And um, the first time American Airlines has been coming here for 34 years. And so this is the first time that a Caymanian has flown in on American as a pilot. Hello, this is a big deal. Check it out. Got a full water salute and everything, honey chill. Isn't that a six behold? I get goosebumps watching it. And so he had some family members, um, a dad and some others, cousins and stuff. Um, oh, big shout out to um, Shirley. <laughs> 
cousin Shirley gave me some of her footage. So that's why she's there on, on camera trying to figure out how to swap the cameras around her and her fancy phone. The picture. The quality looks good. Look at that. Look at that. Yes, I'm so overcome with emotion right now. ever fly American Airlines into Grand Cayman, my little Tai Tai. So proud of you. Go Tai! After 34 years of American coming in here, we have a Caymanian pilot. Come on, Tai Tai.
should feel so proud we're gonna see him deplaning only 29 years old by the way um, this is just so amazing of course his parents are here and some cousins came out for this momentous occasion as well um, so amazing, really. folks uh, we are here today at the Owen Roberts International Airport for what is a momentous occasion um, Tyler Mosley is here to tell us you know what it felt like being the first Caymanian pilot to come in uh, piloting American Airlines this morning first time in 30 I think there, it's been coming in 34 years this has never happened before Tyler tell us how are you feeling today uh, it feels good uh, you know as young as I can remember my uh, my aunts and my dad would take me up to the waving gallery at uh, the old airport so uh, I'd want to come watch the airplanes as a kid while everyone else wanted to go to the beach with their friends. So uh, kind of seeing the airport from the cockpit this time was a little different. It's been uh, a goal of mine since I started flying 10 years ago. Uh, now my third airline and the first airline that comes and has service down here. Wow. Uh, and after about a year of being here, I was able to uh, finally get a flight down here. 
And uh, I knew as soon as I got the flight that this was going to be a very special day for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. So a flight coming into home, yeah. basically. Yes, very much. Yeah, so it was a smooth flight, I take it? Smooth flight, uh, a little bit of a delay getting out of Miami, a lot of traffic around the uh, 12 o'clock time, a lot of planes leaving, but uh, smooth flight in the air, smooth flight on the approach, smooth landing, mm -hmm. and, uh, and a nice water cannon salute at the end. Yeah, so that's absolutely beautiful. I'm sure there's a lot of young people who are looking at you today and thinking, wow, I know Tyler, or, you know, maybe he did it, I could do it too. What sort of words of encouragement do you have for any young person who dreams big? Um, definitely. Um, you know, for me, it's this has been a goal of mine since I've as, as far back as I can remember. Mm -hmm. um, I knew I wanted to fly, my family knew I wanted to fly, and they said, if you want to fly and you want to get there, then you have to figure out the path and we'll support you. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, there are challenging times, you know, uh, for this industry, particularly moving across the country and moving mm -hmm. across different states, uh, not being home as much, but I knew that the end goal would be worth it. And uh, they knew that that as well had supported me and got me here. It's fantastic. So congratulations. This is Thank really you. wonderful. All right. We're going to speak to some of um, Tyler's supporters coming up here now as well. All right. So we're here with um, a small but powerful clan of supporters that came out today. So they're so incredibly proud of this, um, again, achievement. Uh, Dad, tell us how you're feeling today about this. Uh, I mean, it's just amazing, really. I'm incredibly proud. Um, I know my mom, uh, Grace, who always referred to Tyler as her pilot, um, would be very, very proud, Miss Gracie. And she would have been in McTaggart, so that's a connection with all of us here. Yes. And we are very, very proud of Tyler, very grateful for his efforts, and grateful for American and everybody that's helped to make this a very special welcome for him possible. Thank yes. you so much. And you too, Sandy. Yeah, and Thank I'm you. sure there have been a lot of sacrifices along the way. And as a parent, no. um, <laughs> as, as a parent, you know, um, as I was saying from his perspective, what would you tell young people? But what would you tell parents who've got kids who have this big dream, like, I want to be a pilot one day? Um, how do you how do you help them to get where Tyler Depending is? Depending on how young the children are, if they start talking about it when they're like seven or eight years old, yeah. I would suggest that they open a savings account and start putting money in it very quickly. <laughs> Um, and other than that, just to encourage them and love on them and give them all the support you can. Yes. Um, it's not uh, inexpensive, but what a blessing. Yeah. What a blessing today is for me and for all of our family and for his mom too, uh, Janine, uh, yeah. who has sacrificed tremendously for Tyler to be able to be here. So we're all feeling very proud and I'm sure she will see this also. Yes, absolutely. And thank you, Janine. And thank you, siblings. Thank you, everybody. We're yeah. proud of this young man. Beautiful. All right, so let's talk to some other family members um, here as well. So we've got cousins and an aunt who's also... I'm really too emotional to say much. Oh. But when he was five, we were upstairs at the former waving gallery. Yes. Every Saturday and Sunday, all day. Mm -hmm. Tyler never moved from the railing, leaning mm -hmm. against me and asking me what kind of plane, what kind of engine. Wow. I'm it go. How many people can he carry? Yeah, he was dedicated while his brother and sister were playing around. Yes, he just loved planes from day one. Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of him. So, so amazing. Happy. Yes, thank you so much, cousin Shirley and Sharon here as well. How are you guys I feeling can't today? Tell you how proud of this young man I am because I worked at American Airlines when he was a little boy, and I. I know that his favorite place to be was up on that old waving gallery, yeah. watching every single plane. And when I worked, he wanted to know everything that I was going to be doing. So I got a laser pointer so that he could 
see where I was, like if I was in the cockpit or mm -hmm. at the back by the bins and he could see everything. And he, he's just always been so special to me because I've always known since he was a baby boy that that's, this is what he wanted to do. Yeah. It's easy to support someone that has that everlasting commitment from day mm. one. I'm yeah, so proud of him. I would just Thank add you. that when you see a child fulfill their dreams yes. all the way to fruition, it's special anyway, but to, mm -hmm. to be connected, to be related to this little gem, I am, I am so immensely proud. I got all choked up as the plane was coming into yes, land. Yes, absolutely. And as the passengers came off the plane, they were saying, great landing, great landing, great landing. And he did it. So it's a, it's a just such a joyous moment for our family. And yeah. I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to Nadine from American Airlines, mm -hmm. Faith from American Airlines, all of the security people, civil aviation, the fire department, and everybody, especially mm -hmm. to God for a, such a perfect day. Everything mm -hmm. was perfect about this. And we're just so thankful. So thank you to the mm -hmm. to the captain of the plane who's been supportive of Tyler through this, and and um, we're just immensely proud. Yeah, and, we and also thankful. want to get a shout out to Shirley because she's the one that contacted Nadine and got yes. the whole ball rolling. Oh, beautiful! Absolutely beautiful. Now, do you know when you're coming back um, in? Like, how often you might be able to fly in? Or um, I actually I don't I don't okay. know how often this uh, flight pops on the schedule, but uh, when it's on the schedule, I'll do my best to go ahead and grab it. Yeah. All right. Well, the first time is always the best. First so. time's always the best. <laughs> welcome, so welcome home, Most and again. Miami. Oh, you based in uh, Miami. Yeah, so congratulations. Thank you. All righty. So much, Sandy. So we'll, we'll just uh, show how much amazing support that he has. Um, wow. Former Commander Ways Captain, Mr. Rex, there. And absolutely, again, um, beautiful day today. So this is just. Yes, Wonderful. you should be in it, honey, please. Yes, right. honey, Amazing. yes. <laughs> <laughs>
He's like, I want to be a pilot. I love planes and just that dedication. And I think there's so much that we can um, learn from young people. He's only 29 years old, by the way, who really stay committed to, you know, this is what I want to do with my life. And it takes a lot, obviously, to become a, a pilot. That's why his dad said, start saving early because it is a financial um, commitment and stuff as well. But, you know, it looks like he had the support of his amazing family. Shirley and Sharon Rolston were both there, cousins. And then his aunt, I'm sorry I didn't get his aunt's name, but she was also there um, in full support. And, you know, this is what we have to do as a community. We we should be supporting all of our young people who are doing positive things. Somebody was asking me, about Anthony Hawkins and when he came in and um, he's also first officer. And I, I, again, CMR exclusive, we were there back in November of 2022 to get an interview with him. And he also was making his inaugural flight uh, to Grand Cayman at the time. And this was uh, November 2nd. And that was with Delta Airlines. So, you know, we have Caymanians that are um, up and coming professionals. They're spreading their wings. They're going abroad uh, someone said to me that, unfortunately, when he applied to Cayman Airways, he didn't even get an acknowledgement of his application. My heart kind of sunk a little bit when I heard that, but then I also reflected on it. And I said to myself, you know what? It was probably for the best because in a profession like this, the experience that you get flying for another airline, being abroad, you know, his aunt was asking him, you know, are you stationed in Miami, LaGuardia? You know, they get this amazing uh, wealth of experience all over the world. Cayman Airways has actually lost a lot of really good young pilots um, to the Middle East. They're all in Dubai. And apparently Dubai gives them all kind of cushy packages for them and their families. And they pay for kids to go to really nice uh, schools and stuff. And I said, hey, you know what? It's a dream to be able to live somewhere else and get that experience. And my hope is that eventually um, these young men will come back and be part of our national airline. But if they don't, they're still representing us all over the world and making us incredibly proud. Caller, good morning and welcome to the program. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. I want to say congrats to Tyler. I know his family very well and his aunt named Pam. His I aunt is Pam, yes. Um, yeah, and his father always used to molest me, so I know um, to hear me rubbing curse. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know the family were good, and Sharon and um and Shirley. and Sharon, come in like sister to me, cause their mm -hmm. father, Mister Holston, is a nice guy from when I work near for. So mm -hmm. that's great family, and congrats, and that's what we want to see more young Kemanians um come up to be. Mm -hmm. of good quality and whatever. So that's where we go to act. We even emotional. I had a cry oh, too. Oh, my goodness. My little friend, Michelle McCrying. Oh, I know it takes yeah. a lot to make you cry, honey, Jill. Yeah, but this is why I like to see, you know, good people. Yeah. Honest. And, and it, it, to me, it's great to, to see your children come up to be something in life. Because mm -hmm. my mother taught us good morals. She had eight of us, big family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I come from a family sixteen. My grandmother was ten, ten girls and six boys. So when I girl asking about how many kids a woman can have, I was wondering myself. I know some had all sixteen, seventeen. So I wonder mm -hmm. how many you can have. With some people can only have like one or two or three. And I always said I only wanted two, and mm -hmm. I wanted no family. And mm -hmm. I had to watch myself. So after I would have had five because I lose three. That's a big story. But thank God I got. Why said started out for a girl mm -hmm. and a boy. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's what it is. Thank you so much. 
All right, my dear, 9362626. Um, let's big up Tyler here, give him his uh moment. I was very, very pleased to um been there. I see some of you asking why the premier wasn't there, why we didn't have politicians. I'm not so sure that they um, necessarily knew anything about it. I think that um, Shirley, who is um, just so amazing, you know, she uh, reached out when she knew that he was coming in and had arranged for, um, or had arranged for him to be able to, for the family, sorry, to be able to get access, to be able to see him. So um, it, it was a small um, support group, core group there, as you can see. But again, you know, just absolutely amazing support. So I need, I need some of y'all to blow up the phone lines this morning. If we were talking about some other source, I know y'all are in the comments here um, with a lot of positivity. But give young Tyler a call. I'm sure he's going to go back and, and view this. Um, give, a, give us a call, sorry. And, um, you know, let young Tyler know how incredibly proud as Caymanians we are of him today. 936-2626 is the telephone number. Before I have to get on talking about Karen's, let's spend a little time celebrating some positivity. Uh, Jackie says that there are no scholarships for aviation careers in the Cayman Islands. That's interesting. Um, I think there is a private one. Yeah, if um, I remember correctly, there was um, one that was formed um, in the name of a young man that passed that away. passed away, yeah, because um, apparently I, he was working on his pilot's license, I think, as well. Right, and I, I do not remember his name. It's been quite it's, some time. Um, it, it's Barry Quape's son, so it's the I can't remember his first name, but it would be her son. Okay. Um, all right, we've got some callers on the line this morning. So the first caller that's up, uh, ending in 5-5. Five, five. Good morning, caller. Hi, morning. Good morning, dear. I'm just calling to say congratulations to Tyler. Yes, thank you so and much. And I wish him all the best in life and continue to keep up the good work. Beautiful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, my dear. we got another call in the line. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, Miss Brenda. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I just got to kind of catch my breath here. Yes. Um, Wipe away all the tears. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it know, is very emotional. Um, just to say, um, you know, my sister tells me all the time I'm cold-hearted because I never cry. Um, but I must say I did cry. Um, I grew up Shirley and Shirley were my childhood neighbors, Miss Beth, Mr. Rolston, and of course, Pam. Mm -hmm. And oh, God, I'm so emotional now. The dad escapes my knee. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Anyway, and, and Tyler's grandmother, Miss Gracie. Mm -hmm. I could only think about her this morning that she wasn't here, you know, mm -hmm. to enjoy this moment yes. with them. So if Tyler's ever going to listen back to this, mm -hmm. I want to say congratulations. Yes. So proud of you. And um, you know, our families grew up together and you know, to see him achieve his childhood dream is mm -hmm. really, really amazing. And so all the young men mm -hmm. who wanted to be pilots for whatever reason. They young men and, and ladies. Young men and, and ladies. Women. Yes. And women. I said men because of him being a male. But yes. anyway, I just want to say to them, do not give up. You know, yes. if the government or whomever doesn't give you a scholarship, you know, scholarships, scholarships can be given in other ways. And, and, you know, you can get financial assistance. You just have to reach out and ask. Mm -hmm. We are proud of our Caymanian. Mm -hmm. And the only question I had in my mind, I didn't want to ask it because I didn't want to, you know, like 
shed mm. any kind of negativity. I was wondering why is he not flying for Cayman Airways? Mm. But without asking the question, it got answered. Mm-hmm. And and I can think of three other Caymanian pilots that I know of mm-hmm. who Cayman Airways lost. Yeah. And one of them would have been um, a neighbor of mm-hmm. mine also, and that's Kennedy Panton. Mm-hmm. And my classmate, and then there was Olsen Anderson, another classmate, mm-hmm. and then we have William Barden, who's my neighbor. Yes. And, and there's also kids. there's also the McTaggart kid. He's since left and gone to Dubai. The young McTaggart. Oh, yes, oh, and there's also um, McKinley oh, Andrews as well, too, I believe. He's... Yeah, and and um, oh, there's someone the, uh, mentioned the Hawkins. Um, yes, he's he's with Delta. There's another young man. Um, oh, I can't remember his. Oh, the name is is it's coming to me, but it's not coming to me. Is um, it McKinley that you're thinking also about? This, this also left and went to um, Dubai as well. So okay. we we've lost, and I mean, listen, you know, you, um, Emirates Airline in Dubai, they don't just take in and everybody. They're taking the best of the best. Uh, Jamal Jamal Eswick Jamal Eswick. He's also. He's okay. also gone as well. Yes. Okay. And that's and somebody said Chris McLaughlin. I mean, my God, we we we're, we're hemorrhaging our pilots yeah, to other people. That's what I was supposed to say. Mm-hmm. That shows you the quality of pilots that we have. Mm-hmm. And um, but Tyler's not there yet, but I'm sure he'll get there. Yeah. Because some of these other pilots are captains and senior captains. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So. I think that is something Cayman Airways might want to look at mm-hmm. and entice them to come back mm-hmm. because I know there's no prouder feeling than flying yeah. our national flag carrier mm-hmm. and to have our pilots, Caymanian pilots, mm-hmm. captain and co-pilot. Yes. I'm not going to ask to be forgiven if I sound prejudiced because I am, because mm-hmm. I'm proud of my Caymanians. Yep. So Somebody said Chris McLaughlin. William Barden, there's quite a few yes. that have left. Well, I, I did list those, Kennedy, um, Olson, and William. William, I, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, to Tyler, if she's going to listen back, congratulations, my darling. And so proud of you. And, of course, we'll be listening out and looking out for the next time you touch ground here. Mm-hmm. And Thank to you. his family. And to his family. Sure, yes. Sure, family. And oh God, sad. <laughs> um, gosh. Anyway, and like I said, I bless her memory. Mm-hmm. Grandmother Miss Gracie. Thank you she so much. Would have been a start today. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you, darling. So proud. All right, we've got some other callers on the line. Uh, next in line would be ending in thirty-two. Your phone number. Go ahead, caller. Um, you know who I'm forgetting to? Newton Solomon. He's a man here with pilot, and I think he's going and work with American Airlines. I think he's still working, with, and that's just me, Aaron's nephew. Okay. But, um, he, his father used to be um, working at Custom. He named um, Alfred, but they used to call him Sude. Okay. He he's also he was also a man here with pilot, so I'm forgetting mm-hmm. him, Newton Solomon. He's Thank here you. now. Okay. Um, and I think he's going to work with American. He working with American Airlines. Thank you so much. Appreciate that reminder. Uh, somebody says Hello, Bernie everyone. Bush's yep. son, who's also pilot Hakeem, um, is also in Dubai. So wow, we so, wow, we have a lot of lot of um, 
Cayman in pilots overseas. Uh, good morning, caller. Uh-oh. I don't know what happened there. Um, lots of positive comments. Again, let's take a few more calls on this particular issue. Uh, 936 um, 2626. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Good morning, dear. Turn down your radio in the background for me, please. Good morning, caller. Good morning, dear. Turn down your radio in the background yeah. for me, please. So just turn. I know you. Morning, I, yeah, turn that. Turn that down for me. Can you turn it down? Yeah, turn that. Turn that down for me. Oh, all right. Once you figure it out, turn turn it off first before you call, because I think sometimes if you're listening um, on social, then you can't get to the next app to be able to um, turn it off. So turn it down first. Um, Karen says the scholarship board needs to support Caymanians who are willing to pursue careers in aviation. These careers are highly expensive. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Yes, you were going to make a comment this morning. The call got disconnected. Oh, sorry. Um, Bernie Bush told me his son is a pilot too, and Mm -hmm. he's working elsewhere. Yes, we did mention that as well. Okay, thank you so much. All right, my dear. Thanks, too. All right, anybody else wishing to um, send some positive words this morning to Tyler? Miss Brenda got so emotional. This is the first time we've ever in the history of this program seen Miss Brenda cry. So we're going to put that down in the record books as a first. <laughs> Good morning, caller. Enjoys of uh, tears of joy. Good morning, caller. Good morning. I don't know if I'm in yet. Yes, we can hear you now. Yeah, good morning. Morning, dear. I'm not the Caymanian born, but I tell you, I'm so proud, first of all, for CMR, wherever we are in the world, we can see everything that is going on home. And I'm proud of that pilot, Tyler. We mm-hmm. lost Jeff. Um, mm-hmm. Well, not Jeff, that mm-hmm. um, West. We lost him, but thank God we have another one. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud of that because when I say home, mm-hmm. the only home I have right now is the Cayman Island. Mm-hmm. So I'm sticking with the Caymanian as long as I live. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud. And I know that family this morning, mm-hmm. I know how proud they are. Sandy, I'm telling you, thank God for that CMR so we can keep updated. I love you all at home. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to that young man. And I pray for him that he will continue to serve the Cayman Islands. Thank you so much, my dear. Um, uh, Gabriella, remember, reminding us about Chaz Clifford. Is he um, overseas as well? Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Uh, hi. Is it me? Yes, oh. ma'am. Oh, hi, Sandy. Um, it's Hilda. I just hi. wanted to also um, congratulate uh, Tyler. I mean, I'm not Kamenian, but I'm super, super proud um, for him mm. waving the flag high and um, for his supportive family. Thank you so much for mm. doing that for him. This is, yeah, it's just, I just want to say congratulations. Thank it's you. amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, my dear, we got another call coming in. Um, good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandy. Dr. Sylvia Wilkes here. How are you? Hey, good morning. Not bad. How are you? I'm excellent. Just wanted to give a shout out to Tyler. Yes. Um, You know, I'm 
I'm really, I really love to hear about stories like this mm-hmm. where our young people is concerned because it takes all of us mm-hmm. to help um, young people like Tyler. And even when the family context is not so great, mm-hmm. you know, even having mentors and other individuals in our community mm-hmm. does help and go a far way. And that's why I, you know, I do what I do and I, I love what other people are doing to help and support our young people. Absolutely. You know, so I just wanted to say um, kudos to him and his family. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much. All right. 936. We're going to do a couple more minutes. I know y'all ready for some sus, but your hand's like, get to the Karen sus. Your hand, we will have plenty of time to talk about the Karens of the world. Right now, we are celebrating one of our own, AK Mannion, that has achieved something amazing. By the way, we got a couple of pilots in the house. We got Jamal here. He says, proud of Tyler. We've got William McTaggart, also a Caymanian pilot overseas. And he says, at the moment, there's uh, Jamal, William Bond, and myself, who's in Dubai, flying around the world. So proud of you guys. And you know what? Um, Darren McLaughlin is also flying in Dubai. Well, listen, I think it's an amazing experience for you guys to live abroad and to get that perspective and that wealth of experience. Yes, Cayman Airways, please get it together because there is a reason why our Caymanian pilots have been leaving and um, mm -hmm, y'all need to get it together. Having said that, I also think that there's such immense value in them flying for somebody other than Cayman Airways. Even if it's just for a couple of years, go abroad, do that. Cayman Airways, in the meantime, make space for our pilots to come back. I will say no more about that today, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Sort it out now. Kevin? Yes, yes. No, I just was so proud to see that video as well, too. Um, seeing Tyler come in and land and, and all that stuff is, is amazing. Um, but on to what you were saying, one of the good things, you know, when we have those pilots um, that are Caymanian flying overseas, they're building a lot of that experience. And maybe one day, once they build mm-hmm. enough hours, they could come home and um, even qualify potentially to be at the captain rank um, on a local airline instead. And, and it brings even more value that with all of the international um, experience that they're gaining away, uh, it's just going to be much more beneficial for when they return home. Like me, for example, one day I'm going to return home and the skills that I'm now developing here mm-hmm. in Florida is, is something that I would never have gotten right in, in mm-hmm. Cayman itself. So it, there is value to it. I do understand that, yes, you know, I wish you know, Cayman Airways or something might be able to, you know, take some more on. But you also got to think about it from the perspective that Cayman Airways is also limited in probably what they can hire. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, they only have so many destinations, only so many available spots and only so many availability for upward momentum within the organization. Um, so, you know, we, we have to look at it from that point of view as well. But again, that's a topic for a whole nother day to really mm-hmm. suss that out. I know you probably will touch on that at some point in time. But so proud of Tyler. It was a very proud moment. Mm-hmm. Made me smile air to air. Definitely got me choked up a little bit as well, too. So very, very, I, I want to I want to see this happen more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm all for I'm um, getting the experience, but I also think that the broader issue is we've got to make sure that our Caymanians who are then qualified, um, you know, can call, can um, contribute and come back home and offer that amazing contribution. Richard, same number for WhatsApp, 93626. You can call um, that on the WhatsApp as well, and we'll bring you straight into the conversation. Um, Garrett says Cayman Airways is not worth it. 
abroad is way better. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Um, Paul, getting a big shout out to Kevin. Uh, Miss Olive says, uh, you're not leaving Auntie Sandy. Where, where am I going? <laughs> well, the beauty of, of a lot of what I do is I don't even need to physically be in Cayman. Um, a lot of what we do, we can do remotely. But I must tell you that I was so honored. Thank you, Shirley, for inviting me to cover this yesterday because I was just, um, it, it really was a proud moment. You know, and I was thinking, um, you know, I don't know what my daughter wants to be. She changes every day. One day it's a teacher. One day it's a, um, a um, what are the ones with dinosaurs? Um, paleontologist. She, like she changes every day what she wants to do. She comes up with all kinds of professions, you know, and I'm like, listen, once it's an honest work, I tell her you can be anything in the world that you want to be. Um, can I take over CMR? And I said, mm, uh, maybe, maybe hold off on that idea, <laughs> but you know. Um, pretty much anything that you want to be, you can do it with hard work and dedication. And uh, being a pilot, get, getting trained to be a pilot takes a lot. Um, William says we, uh, we're we like the old Cayman in seafarers, but in the sky, super proud of my cousin, Tyler. Um, and, and absolutely right. You know, the sky literally is the limit um, for our pilots and stuff as well. So congratulations um, to all of them. Um, you know, I'm really hopeful that, uh, again, you know, when they're ready to come home, there will be space uh, made for them. So someone also said that, um, who was this one? They said Eddie's brother, Javier, which Eddie? Um, he's now a captain flying international long hauls as well. So, um, yeah, amazing. This is fantastic. Congratulations. I mean, this is a win, a personal win for Tyler, for his family for all of uh, the Cayman Islands as well. Really, really made us incredibly proud. Um, so Eddie Thompson. Oh, really? He has a brother that's a pilot? Oh, I had no idea. There you go. Wow, we have so many Caymanian pilots. That's amazing. And, ju and just as an aside, um, I have the honor. I'm going to give uh, my sister, uh, Vanderine, a big plug here. She was the first um, female pilot to um definitely fly on the, the big jet but back in the day when she became a pilot let's just say that in those days there was no concept of um equality uh in the cockpit there was no concept of um don't sexually harass the female pilots and she's very petite and whatever and i think she had to endure a lot and she eventually left the profession and now she's actually a qualified attorney at law so a smart young lady um, has done well for herself and has worked really hard, but she became the first female Caymanian pilot um, to ever get behind, you know, the the big to sit in the cockpit of the big of the big planes. So congratulations to her. It's unfortunate that you know um, she wasn't able to stay in that profession because I think she had to endure quite a bit, um, from what I understand. Sandy, I, I love uh, Shaka Zulu's comment. I'm going to put it right back on. Watch out, NASA and SpaceX. Here comes Caymanian pilots. That would be amazing if one day we could be so proud to, to announce that, you know, we have our first Caymanian who went into outer space. Um, that would be such an amazing, amazing thing. So, but the sky's the limit. And I'm sure, you know, it, it, it's certainly possible um, mm -hmm. if you work hard enough to achieve that goal. Absolutely. And so I understand that Javier Thompson, again, I didn't know, um, Eddie had a brother that was a, a pilot. He was a captain for, uh, it's 
is it Kathy or Kathy specific and stationed in Hong Kong for some eight or 10 years before transferring back to Atlanta, where he's now a captain at Delta. Wow. That's fantastic. Okay. Um, and uh, I couldn't remember um, the name of Barry Kwape's son um, in the moment, but it's Zach Kwape, and they have done a scholarship fund in his honor. Um, so, uh, yeah. We have Darren McLean, so let's not forget he um, is a pilot um, of the helicopter with um, the RCIPS, and again, it took a lot for him to be able to, to get there because Lord knows they were putting every possible obstacle in his way. Mm-hmm. What a hot mess. All right. Um, I think we're ready to switch conversations a little bit. Cameron says our national song is literally a song about coming home. Um, so true. Gabby says Chaz Clifford still here in Ireland, I think, but he's also came in, uh, came in pilot. So we did mention him as well. Jamal says, I'd love to see Miss Rocket return to the sky. Um, wouldn't that be something? Hmm. Um, I mean, obviously she'd probably have to do, uh, I'm sure a lot has changed. Um, I don't know how much change and changes happen in aviation, but yeah, I mean, why not? Um, and now we have additional female pilots as well that have come behind her. And I hope I'm hoping they're having um, a easier time of it. Um, but yes, um, quite, a, quite an amazing story that she was able to even do that back in those days. Alejandro says, I want to be Cayman's first astronaut, but hey, it's just a dream, right? Well, there's a, there are dreams and then there are things, um, folks, that you do to make your dreams become reality. And so what I can tell you, Alejandro, is if you want to become an astronaut, you're going to have to give up the weed. And so you have that's, that would be the first thing you'd have to do. And then you'd have to start, um, you know, really planning out your course of action on what's required to become an astronaut and start working on those books, honey chow. Um, uh, hello, caller. Oh, hello. Oh, I'm not sure. A person was calling me on, on, on uh, that was Facebook. So I'm not sure if they were trying to get to the show. Um, but if you are, then you call the show number. Um, 936-2626. And you can call on WhatsApp because I'm aware a lot of people overseas. Melinda says, yes, thank you, Shirley, for sharing this occasion with the community. Or we would have never known. Uh, there are a few Caymanian pilots flying for other airlines, making us so proud. Uh, Ms. Cleva, good morning to you. Says Kennedy Panton is also a pilot. Where? Because I'm trying to figure out where these people are. <laughs> Cameron says, Johan must be fuming at the mouth by now. I know. Johan is so, so singular in his thought process. He only... Um, he only wants to talk about the Karens of the world this morning. Um, yes, Miss Brenda, Darren McLean, our first Caymanian helicopter pilot. And um, you have a female bracker with a twin otter. Yes, yeah, so there's two, I think, or three, I believe it's three, female pilots at this time. Um, so Miss Darlene says, Sandy, remember how proud I was working at the airport and seeing Miss Rocket uh, coming through customs? Yes. Um, oh, Alejandro says, first man on the moon to light up. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy, Alejandro. 
Uh, uh, El Rey says Alejandro, astronaut on Earth, on the regular. Tell him how, tell him hi. What? Tell him hi you go, boy. I mean, he, I mean, if getting high makes you an astronaut, maybe he's already one. I don't know. All right. Let's uh, change conversations this morning again. Congratulations. And um, I was so happy again that I was able to just capture that and share that with all of our Caymanian family and community because I feel like we're just one big uh, family. Okay. So listen, I got a phone call yesterday about a situation that happened in late December. Now, everybody knows what a Karen is. Kevin, tell people what Karen, who, what, what Karen is, what it means. Who's the Karens of the world? Someone who is just someone you don't want to deal with. And, you know, the Karen is usually is going to be a female that they're referring to in yeah. most situations. But one of those people that you just don't want anything to, to deal with, they just have a nasty, nasty, nasty attitude. And, yeah. um, you know... The word that we can't use on radio, something like a female dog, um, <laughs> that it would be something would be yes. referred to as a Karen. And and they also tend to, um, most Karens tend to, unfortunately, be Caucasians and they don't like people who are different than them. So they don't like other nationalities. They don't like people of, you know, different colors and that sort of thing. That has been what has, has sort of... Um, you know, been the typical Karen, if you will. Um, you know, the, the sad thing about it, and and I I found out that the male version of a Karen is a Kevin. <laughs> so Kevin, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got you got the unfortunate um sharing of the name there. But um let me tell you all the backstory here. So there is uh you know a lot of construction going around going on around the island. And in certain communities, apparently, the people in those communities do not want people um, who don't fit, I guess, a certain description to be working on construction in their communities. Like, I, I, don't, I don't even understand what this is, because to me, this is disturbing on so many different levels. So this con- construction site have been subject to all sorts of um, harassment. The workers have been harassed and um, the project managers know about it. The contractual managers know about it. And so, you know, they've had to put up with a lot. People going by saying disparaging things about them, cursing at them, all sorts of stuff. Because it seems to me that once a Karen gets situated in their multi-million dollar home on the beach, then they they become, oh, well, we don't want anybody else here. Oh, all of a sudden, we're going to protect the other mangroves. We destroyed the mangroves to get our house. But now, nobody else can touch the mangroves. Now I'm an environmentalist. Now I'm this. Now I'm that. And um, it's very, very selfish, in fact, how you know they want to go on like they're holier than now. Well, this one escalated into a Filipino gentleman actually being spat at, which I can tell you. Without fear of contradiction, if anybody ever spits on me, I'm going to box you from here into next week. That is the most insulting thing that you can do to a person. So let me tell you, he was there, and I hope this Filipino man is listening this morning because he needs to he needs to file the police report. So this happened December the 22nd. And poor him, his wife had come with their young child to deliver his lunch. So he was going to take a break and go and have his lunch with the child and um, his wife in the car, right? And so um, here comes a Karen driving through the neighborhood. 
starts to have disparaging remarks, starts cursing at him, whatever. She actually got out of her vehicle, right? Assaults the man and then spits on him. Lord Jesus, please, I beg you to never let anybody be so stupid as to roll up on me like this. Here is what one, and a police report has been filed, but unfortunately the victim, which is a Filipino man, he does not want to pursue it because he's like afraid. Afraid of who? This Karen? I'm going to tell y'all who she is. I mean, I don't know who she is, but I'm going to show y'all the video of her today. All right. So this is, and it was witnessed by three or four other workers standing there and the Filipino man's child, who's about five years old and his wife also witnessed this. Look, this is what one of the workers says. He was getting picked up and pulled off to the side. His wife was driving right-hand drive car. She pulled over and was screaming, she being the Karen now, pulled over and was screaming through her window, then stopped her car, got out and started pounding on the window. Lord Jesus, where's my Bible this morning? Because we're going to need some, some serious intervention. You can imagine somebody doing this. All right. Starts pounding on the car window. He rolled down his window and um, she started yelling more. And at one point she opened her car door and went to him. She, he closed the door. Uh, then it looked like she spat at him and then got in her car. The person says, I was halfway to them at this point, And she started yelling at me and I didn't engage and went to the, um, he actually works for a local. I'm not going to mention the company, but he works for a local company that actually delivers um, appliances. So he was just there to install the appliances, right? So the guy says he went to the van to check on them. And then he names two other people, so-and-so went to the roadside just before the exit of the gate. And she was screaming and yelling at them about she owns the road and not us. Wow. And there was only two cars on the entire road. And this was from, the person said this was from one of the staff members on the site. And um, again, the technician who got spat at, um, you know, he's afraid. I'm like, afraid of who? Afraid of which Karen? Let, let us encourage this young man here today to please report this to the police. File, it's been reported. We've got a police number and everything. But you need to do your part now and make this woman get arrested because Putting your hands on someone, banging on somebody's car window, spitting on them, that is common assault. All right, here she is. Anybody? Courtney, stop. They shouldn't be on there. Yeah, they anyway, should be because we have permission. Yeah. We have right away. Have a good day. Merry Christmas. Enjoy. Who who is this Karen? No, stop. Courtney, stop. They shouldn't be on there. Yeah, they should be because we have permission. We have right away. Have a good day. Merry Christmas. Enjoy. No, stop. Courtney, stop. They shouldn't be on there. Yeah, they should be because we have permission. We have right away. Do you do you see that? Does it look like the Courtney? Stop. Right there. Does that look like an ear? Do you see it, Kevin? Anybody else see that? Looks like a, a child might be next to her. I mean, please yeah, tell there's, me that there's, there's a child in, child in the seat. Next and th to this is how this woman is going on with a child in the car. Are y'all kidding me? I mean, are you really kidding me here? 
Wow. Wow. Stop. Courtney, exactly. stop. So they shouldn't be on there. Yeah, anyway, they should be because we have permission. There. We have wow. right away. Have a good day. Merry Christmas. Oh, Enjoy. My God. Who the hell is this woman? Let me tell y'all something. We got the, the plate number and everything here, right? But to me, what is so incredibly shocking is, listen, we all get out of sorts, right? Y'all know my, my mouth not join church and I can curse like a sailor, but there are certain things that I do not do in front of, especially my own child, <laughs> you know, in front of children, generally speaking, but definitely not my own child. Um, you're acting out and being the biggest Karen in the world in front of your own child. You spat on somebody in front of your own child so that they could see this kind of behavior. Woman, you very lucky. I can tell you one thing. I would have knocked you, like I said, into next week. Good morning, caller. Okay, you know where she is? She's a limey. I can tell you that right now. I well, can hear her talking on the, on the, I, on the screen. I mean, I don't care because she, she's a Karen. A Karen, I guess, can be from anywhere. But, honey, child, she is just ridiculous. How, how dare you? Oh, my God. These people. All right. Well, she's not the only one. But I need to get her name here today because I want to find out. I'm going to post her and I want to find out exactly who she is. Who, who, who goes up to a man part? Even if he's parked on the side of the road, you said, okay, you're blocking the road. Who does this? She must be crazy. This is down Canal Point. So apparently she lives in the area and she thinks she's somebody special. My God. No, sir. I don't even want to go into overtime today because y'all gonna make me cuss. Hmm? Mm -mm. Um, Aliano says, I bet she knew not to do that to Jamaican man, yo. Well, apparently she be cussing out all the workers um, in the area. She don't care. Stephanie says, only a Filipino um, they could play with because I should have been me. <laughs> I mean, trust and believe. Um, just Sarah says, uh, it's the level of disrespect for me. Yes. No respect. You got to assault the man in front of his child and his wife and in front of your own child. Well, you know, if you're not going to respect for your own child, well, God, you're not going to respect for nobody. <sighs> My God. Unbelievable. You ever had somebody do something like this to you, Kevin? I actually have. <laughs> <laughs> A little more often than than I would have definitely wanted. Um, definitely, there's a lot Did of. Did you box her down, or what happened? No, no. I just, you know, let them <laughs> let them say what they want to say. I just kind of give them a look, and you know, let them be. Because sometimes really? it's not even worth for me, at least. It's oh, God, not even no. worth engaging because oh, that's just not going to help the situation. You you got the patience of Job because it would not be me. Good morning, caller. Mm -mm. He had all the patience in the world. Kuya had all the patience in the world. To be honest, with that type of reaction with a child, especially if that is a child inside the car, I mean, I would have disrespect Jeez. her back. I mean, I don't care about the respect of modesty of a woman or anything like that when she treats her child that way. That's the reason why we have bullying in school because they, be, they feel mm -hmm. entitled to talk to people that same exact way. Mm -hmm. And those type of people need to be set an example of what happens when you start running your mouth up too, too much. And I'm not trying to curse. We still yeah, on here, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still Listen, on here. No cursing. Those type of things, 
Those type mm-hmm. of things are examples that should not have a penalty in court mm-hmm. when you have video evidence well, it's, it's behaving a, in such you have, a way. You have eyewitnesses. So this young man who works at a local appliance company, he needs to right. report this to the police. But he's afraid. Right, right. You exactly. can't, you can't and, and, be afraid and, and, of this, Karen. Who the hell is she? You can't be afraid of these people. Who is she? To, like, like, literally, who is she, Sandy? I mean, she's just like me and you, right? No, well, she's not like me and you because I wouldn't do something like that. And I hope you wouldn't either. No, well, I so wouldn't do something she, good. I'm, I'm she like her. do something because that's a kuya, kuya. She knows I'm that the Filipino people, yeah. they have kind of peaceful. I know, know they, 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 they're, they're, they're a little bit more lenient on the uh, conflict and whatnot. You might have one or two Pacquiao's out there, but yo, look here. The, 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 the lady is wrong for what she did, especially with the child inside of her car. I don't understand how the RCIPS don't take this in concern of how you will behave in front of your children. Mm-hmm. Especially in public, well, you, see, you know, I say this already. It doesn't matter about the discipline of your children in the homes. Yeah. But when you start treating children neglectfully in public, especially ranting and, and showing an example of how you should behave on the road when you see something stupid mm-hmm, being done, mm-hmm. or, you know, like, these are the type of examples that cur- that create a generational curse. Mm-hmm. And it starts from the children, the schools, and the parents. Mm-hmm. Because they hang out with the friends that we do not consider civilized. And I don't like to call people animals, like how the Israelites like to call them people in the in Palestine. But mm. this is the type of thing that is going on when I'm talking about. We have bad breeds on this island. And the German Nazis would be proud of us if we can do this very, very, very peaceful. Mm-mm. All right, Alejandro. I'm telling you what's going we on. We got some others they, they, They're doing some dangerous things, son. Did we see in the videos here? No, come on, let's talk about All these right. things. We got some other people calling. Let's hear what they have to say. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Yeah, I didn't want to call back, but when mm-hmm. I just see what you... I always say, spitting on a person is a nasty, disgusting... Oh, my God. I'm thinking, I want everybody to hear this mm-hmm. this morning. Mm-hmm. I am... But I can tell you that I always say, the person that spit on me, mm. I got busted them out that so bad that mm. they're not going to be able to eat for months because that is very disrespectful. Trust My husband me. get in trouble for that. They're spitting his face. Mm-hmm. And, and I can tell you one thing. I always say that. So whoever do want to get them out from my face, they better do ever think about spitting on me. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've never had anybody because God knows, like I said, I would lose all my good senses. And, you know, on some I days, I'm not going to. That is very Thank you, my love. Next my caller. Love. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Auntie Sunday. Yes, sir. It's me. How's he- it going? Hi, Johan. You ever had anybody do this to you? Spit on you? Uh, they, no, no, nobody. Not, not that crazy, but um, <laughs> spitting is the ultimate, ultimate act of um, I have Just your respect. respect for you. Exactly. It, it, 
it's your less than human when you're prepared to spit at somebody. Right? Um, and it's a cowardly act. So whatever comes out of that, you completely deserve. Um, man, woman, old person, white, black, green, purple, it don't matter. That's the heights of disrespect. But I'm calling you because mm. here's a story. Mm. If a Caymanian person were to behave like that, if a Caymanian person were to act like that, we would all be castigated as racist, anti-expatriate, rude, um, you know, entitled, blah, 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 blah. If we're going to build a country that is diverse, that is multicultural, that has people from every corner of the earth, there has to be a basic understanding that those that cho- choose to come and live and work and make Cayman their home, there's mm-hmm. certain things that don't fly in America because somebody would shoot you. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be able to do that here in Cayman. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't do it at home. So don't think that because you live in a nice neighborhood, you drive a nice car, you got a nice job, that you are better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Nobody is better than anybody. Mm-hmm. And I would dare say to that poor Filipino fellow, I understand why he doesn't want to do it because somebody's going to put pressure on him that he might lose his job and that's mm-hmm, the job that looks mm-hmm. after him and his family. Mm-hmm. But the point, the wider point that I'm making is that is not an isolated incident in the mm-hmm. Cayman Islands. We have Caymanians that go to places. I'll give you an example. You're walking on the beach and you stop and you sit on the beach just to watch the sun or whatever. And you have people that come and talk to you as if you are stealing sand or basically on the verge of breaking into their apartment. But the reality is you bought a condo. You didn't buy the beach. You didn't buy the entire beach. Okay. And we as Caymanians need to make it crystal clear as to what the acceptable rules and behaviors that we're prepared to tolerate because that lady is lucky. She chose that poor little Filipino fellow because there are enough of us that would not tolerate that at all. And especially if you did that in front of my children mm-hmm. or our children, mm-hmm. because we're not a warlike, troublesome mm-hmm. people, but there are too many people that are here that think Cayman is theirs. You are not entitled to a work mm-hmm. permit. You're mm-hmm. not entitled to PR. You are not entitled to status. Mm-hmm. Those that have come here, integrated, made Cayman their home and assimilated with mm-hmm. us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is your home. This is where you raise your children. But there are too many that show up now that mm-hmm. assume that their jobs and their money makes them special. We all mm-hmm. got jobs. We all got a chance to get a loan and we all got a chance to live a good life. Mm-hmm. But there are too many that legitimately think they can try that level of bullshit with every and anybody. And I'm here to say, as a calm, rational, Caymanian person, all of you that are like that lady on a need to consider whether you want to live here because there's mm-hmm. a generation of Caymanians that will not turn the other cheek. I'm not Jesus and a lot of us not Jesus. We're not turning the other cheek on any of that. If you're going to be disrespectful, this is not a place for you. We have our own people that can mess up the vibe. We don't need to incorporate people from the outside to do that. It's really simple. Mm-hmm. Respect begets respect. Mm-hmm. If you don't mm-hmm. like it here, you need to go somewhere that will work for you. And don't bring your nasty, dirty, stinking, racist ways to Cayman. We don't need it. We don't want it. And we will not tolerate it. Mm-hmm. And that person needs to be investigated and charged to the fullest Absolutely. extent of the law. Absolutely. Because and, if and it you was know a man what? that did it to here's her. My, here's my feeling on this as well. If if the victim is too afraid to come forward, you have other eyewitnesses who saw it, at least four other people. Take statements from them and charge her anyway. This is where now the RCIPS needs to step up to the job. 
I, I hear you. Thank God for the platform that you provide us where we can have these discussions. And again, I'm not advocating violence or anything bad. I'm just saying there has to be one standard that's applicable to all. Because if a Jamaican national did that, if an Indian did that, if a Filipino did that, if a Kimanian did that, if a Honduranian did that, the sky would be falling mm-hmm. and everybody would be nasty and everybody would be whatever. But there are too many people that have come from abroad that have brought their dirty, stinking, nasty way. You understand? And now, and hold on. If they can treat a grown man like that, how will they treat your child? child. When, you're not, when you're not around. Mm. Okay? So all I'm saying is let's band together and have a zero tolerance approach to that level of bullshit, racism, nastiness, and disrespect for humanity. Mm-hmm. Have a great day, Auntie Thanks, Sandy. my dear. All right. Um, and, wow. And Sandy, I got to clarify something. So, you know, I'm here multitasking and I missed a very key part part of that. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize she actually spat on him. Oh, yes. So that, that that's why I said if it was just words she was exchanging with me, that yeah. I would just yeah yeah exactly yeah. I, I if said. it's just words, I'm not gonna lay but, hands on her. I'm gonna curse that, her out. Yeah. So, but, but you you spit it, on me or you touch me and put your hands on me, I'm gonna knock you the f out, and that's yeah, gonna be the end of that. Right. I mean, that, and that, I have never put my hands on an adult except in self defense. Yeah, I, I think the only Frankly, time I've not I really had to do it. I'm just saying. Remember was when I was in school growing up. It was very you know good good while ago back in school days, probably like my middle middle high school years. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, kids doing stupid stuff and stuff. And, and of course that did result in, you know, a little bit of a physical altercation. But mm-hmm. Other than that, um, I don't think I've ever been mm-hmm. disrespected. Yes, I, I Michelle. Been disrespected the only person to put their hands on me was, uh, Michael in in high school and Michael got what he got. Um, on the show. Hello. But I found it on the ground, it's one of the sensors. So maybe the philosopher then on some morning that they'll catch up on it by one of the night tables. Okay, you know, we're live, we're live on air. We're live on air. We are live on air. Oh, the police are there? Yeah. Oh I take it up on the ground. Okay, let me put it on All right, let me let me let me message them. Um they they can call they can call me. But uh all right. Okay. Oh Lord Jesus. Um. Yeah, one of the sensors fell down, and the police showed up. Um. Let me see here now. I need to message these people. So, um. Well, good for the RCAPS. At least they respond to reports, <laughs> security reports. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, Kevin, um, this is indeed a situation where um, she actually decided to spit on the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, spitting on somebody is completely unacceptable. I mean, it's just, no. It, it, it is a, it's assault. You don't know what type of thing, disease that person might be carrying. So it could lead to all sorts of things as well, too. I mean, let's say that person spit and it got in your face and you somehow got it through your, your eyes, nose, or mouth. Um, and, and, you know, w- what that could lead to. And uh, with that person had, yeah, no, absolutely not. It, it's just absolute disrespect, intolerable. It's just one of those things that should never, ever happen. Yep. 936-2626 um, is the 
telephone number. Kevin, I need you to take over for a second so I can deal with this emergency. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what I was figuring. I was trying to figure out what your next move was, but let's go through um, some of the comments and, and see. Gabriella, um, if if that was a Caymanian, we would have been told that we should know better um, than afterwards get locked up for it. Um, Steph Hunt says she would swallow every single teeth in her mouth. Um, Easy Pay CC says, uh, C says, Miss Sandy, good morning. As a court interpreter, I'll offer my services for free for that um, Filipino. Um, for Sue says, well said, Johan. Yeah, Johan did say some really uh, strong and key points um, on there. Alejandro, suppose she have a transmittable, just just like what I said, transmittable disease. Um, they want to have, uh, won't have a court hearing too long. Um, Steph Hunt again comes back spitting at people is the worst type of insult. You basically say they are dirt. A person would get away with hitting me, but spitting? No, no way. Of course, Jess Bodden says, thank you, Johan. Say it louder, Cameron. At least it showed her true face. What's concerning is that she and others like her say about Caymanians, uh, what she and others like her say about Caymanians behind our back. Al goes on to say that testament turn, sorry, that statement turn, the other cheek was made up by coward bullies. And, and so, Sandy, you look like you're back. No, it looks like she was back in the backstage, but she is not there yet. So, our strong will says, Sandy, I think I should give the police a call. Some of them come to Cayman's best life. They had, um, we can't say some of that on radio. <laughs> so, and then uh, I'm going to have to watch the whole show over. My apologies for being late is what Miss Berry says. But yeah, no, something like that, the disrespect is just completely um, something that should not be um, happening in, in Cayman. Um, we definitely um, need to, to be mindful that these actions can carry some serious consequences. Like here in the States, especially, you, you don't even know, I, I know one of the, the comments earlier was like, um, wouldn't try that with Kevin. He has to remain calm because, you know, Kevin is always packing, which is true. Um, I have my conceals weapons permit here in the States. And so, you know, you never know what that next person might have. And, and this is why, you know, having a firearm and being a licensed firearm holder, you have to be, you have to have a lot of patience because just because you might be upset at something doesn't mean you could take that weapon and discharge it, even mm -hmm. in times like this, because the only time I should be able to, to actually discharge that weapon would be if my life is actively at threat or mm -hmm. life of someone else and some simply spitting on somebody, unfortunately, as demeaning as it might be, as, as horrible of a situation that might make you feel and how angry you might be, cannot use your weapon in that type of situation. So mm -hmm. again, um, it's one of those things you, you really have to, you know, be very responsible when you are a licensed firearm holder. Yes. Um, Al says, my good looks must intimidate some people because this couldn't happen to me without going postal. Let's take a call. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Morning, Sandra. Morning. Um, I, I missed the video, but I'm catching the gist of what happened. Yeah, she basically spat um, on a poor Filipino worker and cursing him out and no, carrying on like a fool. 
correct correct me if I'm wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Just in having an argument with you. Let's say you and I are going toe to toe in an argument. Mm-hmm. No hits are being exchanged. Mm-hmm. And you know how sometimes when you talk, like a little bit of spittle comes out when you talk, right? Mm-hmm. Not that you're spitting on the person, mm-hmm. but if you and I are in an argument and I'm talking to you and a little bit of spittle come out of my mouth and mm-hmm. land on you, mm-hmm. you can't say that that can't you say that that's um a thought? No, there has to be so some. There say, has I, to be there has to be some intent behind it. So if it's just that the person has a lot of saliva, because <laughs> I know people who produce a lot of saliva just regularly talking, that can't be assault. So if there is an intent to spit on a person, that's assault. If you're no, just but what, accidentally, no, but what I'm saying, no, but what I'm saying is that if I'm, I'm I'm in your personal space arguing with you, I've invaded your personal space. Can't you say that I spit on you, even though? No, no, no. That's that's that's, that's a bit of a stretch. No, it's a bit of a stretch. So, um, okay. not, well, not, well, not in those circumstances. Things you can do to oh my God, I'm, I'm beyond. Sorry. It is. That's one of the nasty like, I don't, I don't, do. I don't know where her mouth been. I mean, sometimes I'd hate to think, you know, she's got, she got a potty mouth otherwise, but I don't know where else it's been. Um, you don't, you can don't you post the woman's face? Post, I, I, you... We actually have her name already. <laughs> you sitting there? Oh, who the woman is? Her name, several people have said her name is Penny. She's English, yes, and she has lived here most of her life. With that kind of attitude, wow. And apparently she thinks she owns the road, the street, and the whole neighborhood. Um, so there you go, Penny. Penny Karen. Oh, my God. Somebody else said, somebody else made this observation about some of these communities and neighborhoods. They said that they have property down in the shores uh, where they paid all their fees um, they own the property right out. No bank don't own it, nothing else. They decided to recently start contemplating building a family home there. So they wanted to have some lime, breadfruit trees, mango trees on the property. And uh, when they spoke to another Caymanian resident in there, they found out that the best way to plant a breadfruit tree was close by the water. So they start now to plant a breadfruit tree. Another English Karen neighbor marched over to my husband to demand what we were doing on the property. By the way, it was our property in our name, no bank involved. She then demanded that we not move the Chevalier hedge. I don't know what the heck that is, but the hedge, uh, because they were, they, they relied on it for their privacy at their pool. <laughs> Long story short, we decided we did not want to build on that property and have that BIT, you know what, be our neighbor. Oh, we're off radio now, honey child. Let me disconnect the radio feed so we can speak a little bit more frankly on this. Uh, Radio folks, thank you all for listening. Y'all have a good day. We're going to turn up a little bit. Um, So let me just read exactly what she said. I didn't want to have that bitch uh, as a neighbor. I found out later that it was not even her house. It belonged to her parents who had just divorced and she and her family had inherited it. Um. Wow, they say they often see her in the grocery store and give her the side eye. Never mind, I tripled our money on the sale. <laughs> wow, by the way, the reason that I did not go completely crazy in her was because my father was with me in the car and he was dealing with a lot, um, just losing their mom of numerous years and I didn't want to or needed to go to jail for strangling an expat. <laughs> oh my God. Seriously? I I I would I would call her. Are you still there, girl? Yeah, you shy, still here. You, you, you gone you gone so silent. But listen to me. I I I. Lord Jesus. Sandra, look. Can I can I just can I just make a comment? Look here. 
I don't advocate violence. Me either, but I'll, I'll knock a bitch out if right? it's required. No, listen, listen, listen to me. Don't, don't spit on me. That, that, that's one of the nastiest things you can do to somebody. Mm-hmm. Whole talk about turning the other cheek. Not, and, not, and, and not when you got spit on somebody. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. To all those Christians out there that want to quote that, you can repent. You can repent. Okay. Knock mm-hmm. them out, then repent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Knock them out and ask for forgiveness later. All right, next caller. Thank you so much for calling the program. What's your thoughts on this? Sandra? Yes, hi. Uh, sorry for calling twice, but, you know, I say to you all the time and to your listeners, whomever is listening, mm-hmm. about segregation, okay? Mm-hmm. And these people that live in their colonies, this is where it is. Mm-hmm. And then it is naturally passed down to their children, okay? Mm-hmm. So our children get pushed up because they're made to feel they don't even belong here. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. a fine example. And more than likely, she didn't even know where that man was from. Mm-hmm. She just saw him as someone who didn't belong. Mm. But I'll tell you what, I don't know who she is. Whatever day that happened, she should mark that day on her calendar. <laughs> it was the luckiest day of her life. I can tell you, if she had tried it with me, or my child, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we would be talking about something completely different. Oh, yes. We, we, we'd bring you yeah. lunch in prison. Don't worry. <laughs> no, 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 no. You see, that's the difference. I'm going to prison. Aye. I'm going. I am going to say this loud and clear. Yes. I have a neighbor uh-huh. who has seen nothing but a public nuisance. And not just with me, but with other neighbors. Mm-hmm. He has gone to court countless times. Mm-hmm. Never served time in prison mm-hmm. because he gets all his excuses and stuff, and you know goes in front of the judge. Anyway, mm-hmm. this is a man who has threatened my life on more than one occasion. He even took his truck one time and reversed it into my fence, mm-hmm. hoping that it would come over, I guess, and run over me. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And then he had a piece of pipe in his hand. And then he told me, call me his favorite words. And I don't think we run radios. I can call the words. Call me a bitch. Call me a whore. Uh-uh. His favorite words. And uh. then he told me he was going to kill me. Oh, my and God. Anyway, so the, the, the matter ended up in court. But um, before it could actually go to trial, his lawyer had um, made a plea. Uh, uh, sorry, what you call it? Uh, oh, God. A deal. With oh. the prosecutor. Oh, wow. And, of course, the prosecutor didn't consult with me mm-hmm. in any way. Mm-hmm. So we, we get to court. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, then, then we were advised, you know, this is what has happened. Mm-hmm. So I stood up and I asked the judge, may I speak? And he said, yes. And I told the judge exactly how I felt. And I said, you have his file in the front of you. You can see how many times he's been here and what he's been here for. So the message that the court has sent uh-huh. me today is this is my problem. I must deal with it. And I said, I want this recorded. When I have to deal with it, nobody's coming to arrest me and I will not serve one day in prison. Uh-huh. Anyway, the judge went on to tell me that, you know, 
um, he could advise me, you know, I could take civil action and so and so. And I say, well, why do I need to take civil action from a criminal matter that the court should have dealt with? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Who's, and then who's going to pay for my lawyer to pay for the civil action? And, you know, he said, well, I just needed to advise you. You have that right. And he said, unfortunately, the matter came to me after the seal was cut. So, in, in other words, his hands are tied. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I know under the British law, that's the way it is. Mm. Then I turned to the prosecutor and I let him have it, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and then he's going to say, oh, well, you know, they dropped the, the, um, the charge of threatening to kill me because he didn't have a weapon. I said, really? <laughs> what would you constitute a trap if someone were trying to run you over with a truck? Mm-hmm. I said, that's a weapon. And what would you call a piece of pipe? When they're holding a piece of pipe, I said, if you had done your job and just interviewed me once, then you'd have thought about this very differently. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't know who you are. I don't know how long you've been in Cayman. Mm-hmm. But I'm going mm-hmm. to tell you that this is not going to end well, not necessarily with me, but for him. Because he is a public nuisance who should not be in Cayman. And I don't know if I say it or not, he's not Cayman yet. Mm-hmm. And, um, I said, but he will run into the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And then since that, he's been to court twice for the same thing. Wow. Okay. For the same thing. And all he gets is probation and suspended sentences. And he sits down and I, I swear he has a calendar <laughs> where he's counting off the day. And as soon as that time is up, mm-hmm. you know, because you can hear it. And let me just say that I did say to the judge that day, I said, I never thought that I would live long enough mm-hmm. to see this happen in Cayman, where the only people that the courts and the prisons are built for are Caymanians and Jamaicans. Because what I have discovered is if you're going to get into problems mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. want justice, it's got to be with a Caymanian or a Jamaican. So, wow. Just, Thank you, Colin. Yes. Okay. All right, my dear. Yes. I mean, these people are quite out of order. There was another one recently that was posted in one of these women's group, uh, women of Cayman, whatever the heck they want to call themselves. Um, King, good morning. He says, LMAO Sandra says she will slap a bitch. Oh, you better believe it. And like I said, I have never laid my hands. I'm an adult. I'm 50 years old. And in my entire 50 years as an adult, I did have to beat up, um, what's his name in high school? Cause he touched me and I said, bitch, don't touch me. And then it became self-defense, but I have never, um, laid hands on anybody. And I take it very, very serious that you would even have to do something like that. But I can tell you anybody who fucking spits on me, I am sorry, but I am going to punch you in your motherfucking face. And that is the end of that. This woman she could jump back in her car and drive off. And unfortunately, we don't have the footage of the assault because the guys weren't expecting all of that. So they do have them driving by cussing at them and carrying on, but they didn't expect her to get out of the car and actually assault this man in the way that she did. Penny. But let me tell you something. I w- even in the, in the moment, because you know, Kevin, sometimes stuff happens to you in the moment and you're so taken aback and you're so shocked by it. You don't do what you need to do in that moment. I would track your fucking ass down. I hear you work at PwC. I would go to PwC and make a point and I would call my husband. You got to come home now because you're going to have to pick up Gigi this evening because I might have to stay in, in Fairbanks for a couple of days. I'm going to 
show you something. Somebody has to teach people like you respect. And if that means knocking out a couple of your teeth or doing my best to, then I will certainly have to do that, honey, jail. And that's going to be the end of the story. Another one was cussing and carrying on about, oh, this woman driving the Mercedes. Did y'all see that comment? Um, someone was asking me, I think she must have taken it down out of this women in Cayman group, right? Um, and you know, a lot of those people in that group, um, they need a reality check, okay? They be going on the most, like they like they have come to Cayman and somebody gave them the keys to the fucking kingdom and they can do whatever it is that they want. And, and we, we are their subjects. We Listen, this is the cold hard truth. We have... This old camera keep going into um, these hand gestures. I got to turn these hand gestures off. We have um, more expats who listen to this show than any other show on this island. You know why? Because I'm going to tell it like it is, no matter who your mama is, where you're from, or who you're from. And what I'm going to say to some of you who are from a foreign, y'all seem to be extremely clueless and disrespectful. If you come here as a visitor, just like when I was in the United States of America, there's certain things I would not involve myself in. I was not an American citizen. I get cool majets. Have respect for the citizens of that country. You come here. We welcome you here with open arms. I will fight for you. Somebody do you wrong. Like the little guy who called about his friend who owe him money. I'm going to get your money back. I'm going to fight for you. But don't ever fucking disrespect me in my own country. Because then you've taken it to a different level. Learn to respect people. If you do that back home and you are comfortable doing that back, that back home, then that is your business, but you're not back home. You're here to enjoy the beautiful Caribbean sunshine and to grab all the money that you possibly can to raise your children in a relatively safe and amazing environment. But don't confuse it for a minute, okay? You're still a visitor in somebody else's country. And that Sandra, comes. Can I ask you a question? Oh, honey, child, you still there? I listen to every word. Yes, go on. go on. Go on. Go on. Are you are you are you afraid? Like in a situation like this, are you afraid to smile in your mugshot? What? <laughs> My mugshot would be the pretty child. I'm gonna be all cheeses. Full, they full, can't stop you from smiling, folks. Full, smile full in your grill. Mugshot. Full grill. Yes, I will be smiling, gladly smiling. All right, take care. My dear. <sighs> disrespectful let me, let me show y'all this one because this one kind of took the cake too right so um they posted in the women's group which some of them really be getting up in the feelings up in that group about oh this woman who's driving um th this is what this is what elizabeth had to say and again i don't know where elizabeth is from to the person in the fancy mercedes suv with the license plate ruthie that sped up as i was trying to cross the street it cost you less remember life is precious <laughs> yes, Miss Guru. Take a breath, slow down, and smell the roses. Hitting me would have really slowed you down. Hashtag K-Mankind. What is so funny about this is all the K-Manians who were um, in the comment section trying to defend this foolishness and liking it and not even having the full story. I mean, I did find that interesting. Big shout out to Samantha Bennett because Samantha Bennett had some questions to ask before she jumped to any conclusions. And one of her first question is, were you actually walking on the crosswalk? Where were you? Samantha wants to know. Because, you know, they'd be in the wrong and they spilled. So she said, question, were you walking across the pedestrian crosswalk by Kashi Les when this happened or just the road? So I happen to know who drives that, as she says, fancy Mercedes SUV with that license plate. 
That's a Caymanian physician, no doubt. And I said to her, I said, is this you? She said, most definitely me. She said, privileged white woman taking a stroll across the highway. When you're jaywalking, aha, uh -huh, I expect knees to chest type movement. I wouldn't even, I wasn't even speeding because if I was, then she wouldn't have been able to read the license plate. She wanted me to stop on the highway for her and I simply refused to do so. Woman, crosswalks are there. Use the crosswalk. Okay. If you're going to jaywalk, then you book it and you get across the street very, very quickly. But you see, it's this sense of entitlement. Like I'm going to walk out in the middle of the road and do whatever I want. And, you know, y'all just have to tolerate it. And when, when you don't, then I'm going to get in this women in Cayman group and try to lambast you and try to have something negative to say. Child, I wouldn't come for Ruthland if I were you because she a West Bay. She kind of crazy. But y'all go on through, Kevin. Mm -mm. You sound like you speechless. You okay? Multitasking, doing doing oh, the work in the background. So I'm hearing you, but but not hearing you fully. Well, so, that's okay. So Mary says, if anyone knows that Penny has PR status, I'm sure by now she has status because she's been here long. Do you have Penny's last name by any chance too? Oh yes, I got it. Um, hold on here now. Um, good morning, Miss Sandy. Just catching up on the show. Her name is Penny Bird. She's a manager at PwC Anonymous. <laughs> a manager at PwC has assaulted. Can, can PwC please um, step forward and uh, tell us what they intend to do about this manager, Penny, um, uh, you know, spitting on this man? Penny Bird. Yes, the founder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is the disrespect. She's disrespecting this man, his wife, his child, and whatever child, I don't know who the child belongs to that was in the car with her, but she's also showing that child that you can go through this world disrespecting and spitting on people and you think you can get away with it. Hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But I guess they say that they know who to frighten because this poor little Filipino man, he's going to allow her to do this to him and get away with it. It would not be me, Penny. I swear, Bible, I would have touched you that day and it would not have been good. Don't disrespect people, Penny. I don't care how long you have been in Cayman, right? This is not Cayman kind. Y'all want to use this term Cayman kind when it suits you, when it's convenient for you. The Cayman kind you would have gotten was a bitch lick upside your fucking head. That is also Cayman kind. Because Caymanians have a very low tolerance for disrespectful behavior. And that would be the day that you would see what Georgetown kind is all about. I would have shown you some Cayman kind and some hashtag Georgetown kind too. You're very lucky. Somebody says that those women in Cayman group is racist. A lot of them are. And they're so entitled. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm in the group. And some days I don't even know why I'm in the group. But, you know, I sit there and occasionally I read the foolishness and stuff that goes on. And I tell you what, my God, during COVID, they reared their heads. Oh, this government, they shouldn't be doing this to us. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, seriously? Caymanians are, are going to tolerate it. We're going to try to get out of this without so many people dying. Y'all over there talking about your pool turning green. Just shut the fuck up. That's all. I was like, just shut the fuck up. We don't want to hear from you. 
They go on the most. Every complaint, every, oh my God. And then we got a bunch of fool, fool Caymanians who be in there agreeing with them and liking their posts. And yes, you're so right. Shut, you shut up too. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Somebody send me her picture. Uh-huh. Yep, that probably her. Let me see. Um, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Penny, you, you owe this man an apology. There were eyewitnesses there who saw you spit on him. You owe him and his wife and the entire family an apology. You are ridiculous. Why would you do such a thing? What would possess you to spit on someone? She looks a little bit familiarish, like I've seen her around before. Penny, this not came unkind, and I'm very disappointed in you. You're a manager at PwC. That means that you're supposed to be a professional. And this is how you're going on? No, sir. Penny Patterson Bird? Well, you'd be a bird that day, I can tell you that. Mm-mm. Um, let's see if we can find her on LinkedIn, get a decent picture. Cause I feel like, I feel like we need to do a story on Penny, you know, Penny bird manager, PwC. Here we go. Thank God for LinkedIn. Boy, do I love a LinkedIn. Yep. There she is. Mm-hmm. Good morning, caller. If she works at PwC, can't you call PwC and have them comment on it? Well, I don't know that they will. I'm sure that they've only hearing this. Apparently, she's been PwC for 18 years and six months. Well, she's I been mean, a I long a time. Lot. Operations controller now says manager for the last five what, years. I know a lot of companies when they hear that their behavior behavior they stop going like this, they let them go rather than suffer bad press. Well, we can certainly and ask just them. Just a suggestion. Yeah, they probably go to bat for her. They wouldn't do it for me and you, but or any other Caymanian. But I'm sure that they will go to bat for her. It's, it is a criminal offense. I want to be clear about this. What she did to this man constitutes a criminal offense. Now, I think, again, I'm going to uh, really, really stress upon the RCIPS. Apparently, they've been listening. Did you all see yesterday that they arrested the, um, the scammer, the um, property scammer? Now, she's Caymanian, so I'm sure, you know, that might have motivated him a little bit to get her off the streets. But can we arrest some of these other people as well who need to be arrested? Seriously. She needs to be arrested. There are eyewitnesses there. Even if that victim is afraid, other people saw what she did. You've got enough witness statements where you can get a, a conviction on this woman. Who's the, who's the managing partner over at PwC these days? I don't even know. They're in a world of their own. Scott says, one of my resolutions for 2024 is to not stay quiet and put people in their place when necessary. I'm two for two in opportunities so far. Set them straight and tell them to F-O-A-D. What does F-O-A-D stand for? Kevin, do you know what F-O-A-D stands for? I do. <laughs> what is it? You're laughing. What does it stand for? F off and die. Oh, Okay. <laughs> All right, I gotta try to. I gotta try and commit that one to memory, Scott. I had no idea. I've never heard that uh, acronym before. Mm-hmm. What a mess! Yeah, don't don't listen, Scott. You're going to live longer by cursing at more people. I can assure you. That's unnecessary stress on your little ticker. Cuss somebody behind and keep moving. Uh, so Miss Brenda says, "Oh no, they're going to defend her. Don't even go there." Hmm. 
Mm-mm. This other person says, I know Penny. Oh, Lord. A penny for a pound up, says Aliano. Um, I give one little hint. Her husband is the managing partner. Oh, her husband is the managing partner at PwC? Oh, well. Y'all know now they're not going to do nothing about that. Never mind. We won't even bother calling them. That's a waste of time. Mm, what a hot mess. What a mess. King says, oh, my God, I actually know Penny, and I had no idea she was like that. Well, apparently she doesn't want anybody else moving into her neighborhood or exclusive gated community. She wants nobody else, um, you know, my God, Penny. Nobody else can be on the street. Oh, I own the street. No, you fucking don't own the street. What are you talking about? Rough seasons. I don't know, Sandy. For some reason, I think we're going to see you in action one day because you can and do get under people's skin with your truth. And some people can't handle it. So be careful out there. Yeah, one woman the other day up in Kostulas kind of mumbled something as she passed me. Oh, you have me. And I, I, to this day, I have no clue who she is. You have me I'm talking about me at Mall Road. I don't have any clue. But she said it passing by. I was like, uh, you have a good day. Words not going to do nothing to me. You just keep on moving. But you don't get too close with your foolishness now because I might find it necessary to defend myself. Pat says she's also disrespecting her Cayman Islands. Ship her back. Unfortunately, she got status now. We can't ship her back, but we can teach her a thing or two on social media about being disrespectful. So we're going to post this video up. We're going to put the story out there. Um, Penny, we're also going to do a story on the website so everybody can see the kind of person that you are apparently with a child in the car and in front of other children. And, you know, your name's going to be in it. Your photo's going to be in it. And so then at the end of the day, every time somebody Googles your name, the story about Penny Patterson Bird is going to come up. Trust me. Um, social media pressure can be very, very effective. And it's not libel. It's not defamation because we have four eyewitnesses who saw the whole thing. We have a police report. In fact, we're going to reach out to the RCIPS with the police report number and ask them if they have done anything about it. Because they can do something about it, even though the poor little Filipino guy is too afraid to speak up. Carrie says, um, Carrie joining us from Kim and Brack says, the same bunch in that group that have nothing to do because some of the wealthy rich wives home board plot against us. They're the same ones that are tweaking ears in government to kill the cats. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. Johan says, Auntie Sandy for K-Mankind ambassador. Oh, no. Uh-uh. I'm all about K-Mankind and good service if you fall in the category of deserving it. If you do not deserve it, then you do not deserve it. You know, K-Mankind, not for everybody. Just like K-Man, not for everybody. Understand me clearly, okay? This is a special kind of place. And you don't have to be here. And you have a choice of getting on the plane and leaving. But if you are here, let's make sure that we know and we understand. Yeah, that's her. We know and we understand the rules of engagement. Mm -hmm. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's called the golden rule. Now, y'all have twisted and gotten this whole K-Mankind thing all mixed up. Some of y'all think K-Mankind means K-Man dumb, K-Man stupid, K-Man locals. You only use it, hashtag it, when it is convenient for you to do so. When it's going to benefit you, all of a sudden it's came unkind. Let me ask y'all a very important question this morning. What she did to this man, was that came unkind? 
Spitting on somebody's K-Man kind. You see, that's how my foot would end up in your fucking mouth. Because that would be another example of what's not K-Man kind. No, stop, Courtney. Stop. They shouldn't be on there. Yeah, they should be because we have permission. We have right away. Have a good day. Merry Christmas. Enjoy. No, stop, Courtney. Stop. They shouldn't be on there. Yeah, they should be because we have permission. We have right away. Have a good day. Merry Christmas. Enjoy. The sad thing about it is I understand that, um, unfortunately, these people down at Canal Point have been harassing these workers at this particular construction site the whole time that they've been there because they don't want anybody building these units. Bu Listen, y'all need to stop. Where, where the hell? Where's Canal Point anyway? Where's Canal Point, Kevin? Um, it's across the street, if I remember correctly, from Cost You Less, that area. It's, hmm. um, you know, where Cayman Water Company is. Mm -hmm. Um, that there's a road that runs parallel to the main road that heads into West Bay, there, and um, Canal Point, I believe, is one of them. That's you know, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but um, with Rally Key and all those are no, oh, you okay, wrong. okay. So no, I'm I'm wrong. It looks like it says by Canal Snug Street. Harbor. Snug Harbor. So Snug Harbor is further down. Yeah, behind the strand near Snug Harbor. The strand. Okay. Across from the strand. Yeah, so that's that's after the Gulf Club, right? In Snug Harbor? Safe uh, Haven. Yeah, more like by the strand. Oh, let me let me see if I could pull it up on the map. Mm -hmm. Somebody said Safe Haven. I don't even know where half these places are anymore because... Karen says she's racist. Well, she would she would get a taste of something. Um, Carrie says Penny got her get out of jail free card. She not native and got um her hubs. Oh mess. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandra. How are you, Mom? Not bad. How are you? Good, good. Good. First of all, can I point? Hold, hold hold on one second. Let me just merge the calls. Okay, uh, say say that again. Where's Canal Point? It's where Mr. McTaggart lives as well. It's where the leader of opposition lives down in there. So this is behind um, the strand. Yes, that okay. is correct. Yeah, it's a gated community that, that um is to the north of of North Harbor. So if you're coming down past Cost you less, you pass the Gulf Course and then it's kind of that next community down in there? It's the road that is, it is a next development road, a subdivision that is to the north of Snug Harbor. Mm -hmm. Snug Harbor's entrance road. But I, I, I just want idea. Pardon? I can give her a better idea. I got drive if down you, there today. Right. If you were going Foster's, if Foster's was still strand and you turn it off for West Bay Main Road mm -hmm. and you're going into to Foster's, if you look straight across the street, mm -hmm. that's Canal Point. It has a big gate mm -hmm. at the front. You can't enter it or anything. You're supposed yeah. to be able to see it from right there. Oh, yeah. there, there, there's, okay. a, there's a, a condominium complex on the actual roadside, but correct, you have to go correct. in a little bit before the actual. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. So I can't yeah. even I can't I, even I, get in there then because I want to drive around no. a little bit. I can ask the construction guys to take me in there today. I, I've noticed that sometimes the gate, um, 
is I'll be open. operating <laughs> freely in the daytime. I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't mm-hmm. go down in a long time now. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to say, what is the real situation legally um, as it pertains to this this disgusting action by this woman? Um, she should be arrested. Are the, are the police able to, to, in any given situation, are the police within their rights mm-hmm. to charge somebody for common assault mm-hmm. or whatever it may be if somebody else is willing to witness yes. and give a police report even although the, the Filipino the gentleman yeah. might be somewhat intimidated to, to step up, mm-hmm. to, you know, to, to witness. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. Um, you know, I, I know that they like to have the victims because then they need a victim impact statement and whatever when they think about sentencing. But in my oh. mind, in a situation like this where other people saw it, I don't know why they shouldn't be able to deal with her because she should be arrested. I 100% agree. It is completely unacceptable. The, the attitude itself is is just disgusting. But the act of spitting in that gentleman's that's, that's face crime. It, it, it is unacceptable 100%. My, my humble suggestion, Sandra, is you have the platform. Put that woman on blast. And mm-hmm. my suggestion is do not shy away from calling PwC and putting her on blast to them. If that is the only route to take, mm-hmm. call them and put their feet to the fire because it is disgusting and it is unacceptable mm-hmm. for somebody to think that they can do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether or not this man, um, you know, has some level of, and feels intimidated and doesn't mm-hmm. want to create mm-hmm. a problem for himself. We, the people that came on, yourself included, mm-hmm. we need to gather around that man. Mm-hmm. And say, listen, this is not acceptable, man. So, yeah. whatever which way can be, this woman needs to be held accountable, whether it be going directly to her employer, mm-hmm. the police, whatever, every which way. This is unacceptable behavior. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. You know, she 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 needs to be held accountable legally. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, please. No, I, I, I agree. And light her up. Put her on blast, man. It's disgusting. Well, it's let, let's, let's, well, let's give her a call here today. Let's call. Let's call BWC. We'll, we'll take you up on your right. suggestion. Um, oh, we do have another call in the line. Caller, good morning. Good morning. Um, just two things that came across my mind mm-hmm. listening to the interaction. Mm-hmm. Whatever she displayed on that site mm-hmm. is exactly what she displays in her home. And what she also displays in her job. Mm. It can mm-hmm. be hidden. And I'm pretty sure mm. if she's a manager, they got to be somebody underneath her, especially worse if they came on you or something else. I'm sure that same dirtiness has been shown, has been displayed. Mm. But people pray to talk because job mm-hmm. security. Mm-hmm. The other thing that crossed my mind is not only is the guy afraid, but I'm also wondering. Mm-hmm. I have never seen this much. But if he had spit back on her, mm-hmm. would his job stand behind him? Exactly. True. You don't understand because he could have been let go, you know. And that's she would have a, still a good question. I should have still go to her job. Yeah, that's so a good question. So not only that, he's across his head, mm-hmm. but his, will his job support him? Yes. A mm-hmm. lot of people would have, a lot of jobs would have let him go. Yeah, sad, huh? And then one more thing. Mm-hmm. That, that construction is not new. Any development that goes on in any area, notifications mm-hmm. has to be sent out mm-hmm. a certain amount of days. You have 21 days to respond. And if you really, really don't want it to go on, you can even meet 
with the mm-hmm. planning board. So in the news, yes, there's going to be inconveniences during the time. There's going to be noise. The streets are going to be dirty. Mm-hmm. There's going to be parking issues because there's never enough parking for two, three hundred workers, mm-hmm. depending on the size of the project. But it's something you got to suck up. The mm-hmm. quicker you make it happen, the quicker it's finished. Exactly. Exactly. And constantly <laughs> harassing. Thank you so much, caller. And constantly okay. harassing these workers um, every single day is just completely wrong. Sorry. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. You know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> so a lot of people say <clears throat> to give them, give PwC a call. Um, morning, caller. <clears throat> Hello, caller. Hello? I don't know I'll call back again, but I say she's lucky. The last person that I know spit on anybody got on my chat down in their collarbone. Oh, nearly in their juggler. Mm-hmm. And, the, and I can call no name. They, they <clears throat> spit on my husband and the person dead now. But the doctor say, and I'll never forget that. That was 1979. <laughs> I was big and pregnant and uh-huh. didn't know didn't know what had happened. That caused me to lose my baby. Like I say, oh. because when me, I was staying on Burns Road, down there by the Anglican Church, mm-hmm. and I didn't know where my husband was. Mm-hmm. And that person, he, him from, he, he spit on him, mm-hmm. Pedro Castro, mm-hmm. and I, he didn't, he leave the scene, but then he went down in the east, mm-hmm. and actually the person was from down in the east, but he went by the bar we were called, um, it's a club at the time, I think it Globe now, Jim Wood had it, and he went down it, and the person swallowed him. Then mm-hmm. with him, and he pat him a check, and then he pull a beer bottle and tell him he want to cut his little weight, you know what, off. And, and that's why um my husband went to jail, but he got out. And, oh my god! Witnesses and, and stuff, and and he he said he pulled him a check. He told me he pulled him a check to slap him because he was coming to him with this beer bottle, and like mm-hmm. people say, your life is good as another man, right? And he said he didn't really meant to chop him. He slapped him with the machete to see if he would have backed down. But after he wouldn't back down, he was still coming. He said, well, I'm going to have to do this. Excuse my friends. But he said, nigga, but I was, and when he sat down the chat down in his thing, and a little bit more, the doctor said he would have go to his juggler. That's why they couldn't even get there for him. And then this person, I'll never forget that. Mm. But she's gone. Steve and then mama can tell her Rosa heard it because she had allowed my husband to that. And she come and she asked me where he, where he was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And what she greeted me with, that he killed a man. And I dropped right down in the door, and I was big and pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then I jumped. I run down to my friend, Wendy. So this is what I tell you. did lock it because to me, Sandra spitting in mm-hmm. a person. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's ridiculous. Well, that's out of order. Absolutely. And like I said, spitting on people in a part, they brought it to me is disrespectful, yeah. especially in their face. Yep. And then one little more thing. That guy was talking that come on and say about the people that spot. Yes, I had two people that used to come to my counter airport to bite. And when they talk, they sparkles. But sparkling little spits. And I used to stand far because I didn't want it on me. But sparkling like that is a different thing. Because to me, spitting on a person is hawking and true and spit it out. Mm-hmm. So they meant that. So sparkling is different from naturally spitting on a person. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. right. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, caller. So we're looking at the partners. Um, 
people are looking at the street and deliberately talking okay. a big word on them. All right, honey, thank you. All right, so we're we're looking at um the partners list here at PwC, and not for nothing, I ain't got nothing against these people, but I do notice how incredibly whitewashed the partners list is. I mean, let me just be honest. Um, you know, seem like nice people and all. Oh, Fraser Lindsay, I know you. Hey, Mr. Lindsay, how are you? That's you? Well, maybe we should talk about uh, Penny Bird. But her husband is a partner at PwC. Oh, we have a couple locals. Is Sean Parchment, is he local? He could be, not sure. Um, the only other one, Peter Small, we know him. Anybody else? Oh, y'all need a little bit of diversity. At least they got a couple women. So I guess Stephen Bird would be um, her husband. Stephen, get your wife and teach her some manners, please. Because she don't have any. This is not nice. I'm so disappointed. I don't know Penny, but I'm disappointed in Penny, whoever she is. Um. All right, let's let's give PwC a call. What What's their number? They have one of those easy numbers, right? Let me see. That's their leadership. Um, about us. Uh, look, they have a code of conduct. I wonder if disrespecting and spitting on people uh, in the community is included in that. Um, let me see what their number is. Now, y'all know. Contact us. Let's see. Uh, that's a form. We don't want a form. We just want to call you. I think their number is like 7,000 or something, right? Uh, hold on. Let me see. Oh, gosh. Zeus is, Zeus is barking. That means he needs to go to the bathroom. He's like, come and get me, woman. I got to go pee pee. 949-7000. Hold on a second. Uh, yeah, her husband's a partner. Should we call the husband? I mean, he's obviously going to be conflicted because it's his wife. Or do we just call them directly? Who, who should we call? What do you think, Kevin? Who should we call? Should we call the husband? I mean, he's a partner. Yeah, I don't think it's a horrible thing to call because he has a number that's posted there. So call so him. We should call him. At least, that, at least that number. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see. Um. Yeah, he's the numbers are public. So let's give him a call. Nope, he's busy. Uh, let's call the main number. In fact, I would actually like to speak to Penny myself. Maybe she'll talk to us. See what yeah, she has to say. I just don't even know the husband. Might not even know this incident. Yeah, true. <clears throat> now somebody must answer the main number. Good morning. Hi, good morning. This is Sandra Hill. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, very good. I'm trying to get a hold of, um, I'm not sure if I could speak to, um, you know what? I would love to speak to Penny Bird. Is she available? Um, let me see if I can get her. One moment. Okay, thank you so much. And please let, please let her know I'm calling from Cayman Mall Road. We're live on the radio. Okay. Thank you so much. 
<laughs> Poor Cameron. Some of Zeus can wait. Bladder control is something Zeus will have to learn. Aw. Poor Zeusy. <clears throat> no, sir. <laughs> Your hand trying to defend this foolishness. Some of Penny hang up now. Trust me, TD. Sorry, I'm not getting a, a response from that oh, number. Okay. Do you have um, an HR manager that perhaps I could speak with? Okay, one moment. Thank you so much. Hmm, such a pleasant sounding young man. He sounded like he could be K Mandian. So one of my sources tell me she's not at work today. Y'all know I finds it everything. Y'all know we get the 411. Sorry, I'm still trying to get someone for you. Just one mm, moment. Thank you so much. Listen to Kim Anions answering the phone and sounding so professional. <sighs> Somebody said, call on her cell phone. I don't have that, I'm afraid. <laughs> HR is out to lunch already. So Johan says, so we're trying to get people fired for being rude, disrespectful, and morons. No, we're trying to get people um, reprimanded at the very minimum. They'll, that's them if they want to fire her for actually assaulting someone because that's that's a criminal offense. It's called common assault when you spit on somebody. So it's not about her being a moron. She can be a moron all she wants. She can be disrespectful. She can be rude. What she can't do is go as far as spitting on someone, Johan, because that then becomes a criminal offense. And, you know, if her job wants to reprimand her for going out there committing criminal offenses, that's on them. That's their business. Mm, child, they're not going to answer today. I think we know the, we know the score already. But Johan, he says, at this rate, enough people in CMR is going to lose their jobs, including me. So does that mean that you go around spitting on people, Johan? I mean, do clarify. Because if you do, we're going to start poisoning brownies that we're giving you. Child, nobody's available over there. They're too busy cracking some numbers, I guess. <laughs> Ms. Darlene, mine's an Aris, Sandy, everyone who knows her is listening and letting her know she's on top on CMR today. What a mess. Oh, they're not going to take the call. We'll wait till this young man comes back and thank him for his 
professionalism and at least trying. <clears throat> Hello. Hi, good morning. Hi, morning. I'm um, sorry, it's still me again. I couldn't get anyone into in the HR, so <laughs> I tried okay. the HR, um, the partner, mm-hmm. and he's aware of the matter. He just wanted to let you know that he's aware of the matter okay. and they are dealing with it internally. Oh my goodness! But we're not, we're not in the position right now to take the phone call. All right. Well, I'll tell him I appreciate that, and I really hope that you know it is dealt with in the proper way. And and young man, oh, thank you so much for being so professional. Are you a Caymanian by any chance? Yes, I am. Oh, that voice is so handsome and so nice. Um, thank you. We thank appreciate you. it. Have a good day. All right. You too. Take care. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yes. All right. So they're aware of the situation. The power of CMR, Kevin. I'm telling you, just the other day, like you said, um, the police quickly arrested somebody because of kind of the information that was revealed on the show. And um, there's so many examples. I remember um, you, me, Misha, and the rest of the CMR team talking about we're going to have to start keeping some sort of score sheet, sheet on um, the CMR wins for success and in, in getting things accomplished because there's mm-hmm. so much good that comes out of, you know, what what CMR does. Yeah, and it's a win for the community. I mean, we we don't need the credit, obviously, right. mm-hmm. but it is definitely um, for the com- community because, you know, this is the kind of behavior that is egregious. It's the kind of behavior that encourages other things to happen. Because like I said, the day she does it to Caymanian, you know, she can get knocked out. And so to prevent Penny from getting knocked out, you know, somebody at PwC should take her aside and say, listen, Penny, you don't disrespect people in the community. This does reflect poorly on her where she works. I mean, whether you guys, you know, a lot of Caymanians seem to, to miss this point. Um, as well, because they'd be out there doing foolishness and talking about, oh, my job, your behavior, even in your private life, once you've taken it to the streets and out in public, reflects poorly on your organizations. That's why you have to carry yourself in a certain way. And when you're in a management position, like a big firm like PwC, you really have got to do better. Caller, good morning and welcome to the show. Andy, good morning. She's calling to because she's not aware of the situation. That's why she didn't come to Thank you. This person said she called in sick because she knew what was going to happen. Um, I don't know, but she isn't at work today. I do have that on good authority that she actually and, and it might not have been voluntary. Yeah, it, like it she's probably, not at work. I mean, we, we didn't go into any details about which Karen yeah. we were going to be talking about. Um, and I'm sure there's more than one Karen lingering around the place um, than just her. So um, do better, you know? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure PwC isn't going to fire her, although Ms. Brenda said they should. Um, you know, her husband works there as a partner in the firm. So maybe put her on suspension or something. I don't know. Well, I something guess it also can... depends on what's in their code of conduct, this, that, and the other <laughs> as well, too. I mean, um, yeah. you know, it would be really nice to see her, you know, make a, a, a an apology to this, yes. this this individual and, you know, understand that she did wrong and, and just to come clean and be like, I'm so sorry I was, you know, completely out of line something like that goes a long mm-hmm. way yeah um, and, and you know there yeah. would be a lot more respect not not to excuse what she did with it by any means but at least you would say okay well there's some to make amends yeah 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 and and the people down in canal point please stop harassing um the the construction workers they have permission to be there they have every right to be there you know what i'm saying they're not doing anything wrong so I don't know why y'all think that you're entitled to the road and screaming at. I'm talking about you own the road. You don't own the road. 
I mean, come on now. You guys are you're you're getting really out of sorts um in a way that is quite ridiculous and and you know, I, I just can't believe it. I mean, you own the road. Last night we're in court today fighting about beaches because y'all say you own the beaches, you own the road, you own this, you own Caymanians, you own the Cayman Islands. I mean, if you don't want to be around people, go buy a little piece of property out in the Middle East and somewhere where it's not locked with no 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 neighbors for mile a, a couple miles and and live out there in, in the middle of of the trees because mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean that's the only way you're not going to be around people. I mean, yeah, Cayman Islands I mean, is developing. Listen to me. You know, we all have to live in this community. And I think the more that, especially if you're an expat, the more that you understand some of the rules of engagement, um, trying to live here and you come with the right attitude. Like I said, Caymanians have long had a history of being very, very welcoming. We don't hate on people because of where you're from. You know what I'm saying? Uh, We've opened our arms to, that's why we have must be almost 150 nationalities in this country because we welcome everybody. But Caymanians are starting to feel away now when y'all come here. And despite the fact that we've welcomed you and you have amazing opportunities here, you come here with this thinking attitude, thinking that you're better than people and you can talk down on people and you can treat people like shit and it's just going to fly. Well, it ain't going to fly no more. I don't know how long it's flying for, but it's not going to fly anymore. Mm. Debbie says, wish you had asked his name. Um, this is how you answer phone people. Very professional. Wow, this young man. Y'all gonna have to give him um, a promotion because everybody, even Soka's like, wow, what a nice young man. Kudos to him. Very, very professional indeed. Um, Pat says we must flush out this behavior out of our community. And that really is the point, folks. Um, you know, it, it just can't be tolerated. There has to be some degree of accountability. Uh, Mary says the Caymanian young man that answered the phone. It was a pleasure hearing your level of professionalism. Well done. What? PwC, please give this young man a raise forthwith. <laughs> Everybody's loving this young man this morning. Hello, caller. I could friend me again. Yes, darling. Yes, if ma'am. If she is a British, I would be surprised. And you know what I mean. They are grudgeful. They are bad-minded, and some of them are very, very hateful. I have a friend that have our house down there. Mm-mm. Poor thing in our own is struggling to pay our mortgage. Mm-hmm. And there is some that live beside her. She just put a little staircase on the side of our house that she had there for years, and she's a bond came on in. Mm-hmm. And they called on planning on her. She had to move it. No, she can't rent the little room that she has here to help her market and government to help in her pain. It is hard. Mm. It is hard. I'm crying for her every day. So they are bad-minded people. Mm-mm. And it's a British ship beside her. Mm-mm. It's a sin. You understand? She yes. has to move the staircase, planning go down on her. You know, it grieved me. Now she's on her own, struggling to pay her mortgage. No man shot bomb to take it away. Mm. And then government going to take her and put her in a little one room. Then here for she dropped dead. You understand? It hurt mm. me. My it God. hurt me up to this morning. I've been talking about it. She is struggling in our world field. She can't even make enough to buy food to go home with. You understand? Mm. Government need to stand up for Caymanians. All right, my dear. Caymanian Thank you so... people need to stick together. Need Thank you to so stick much. Together. Yes, ma'am. 
You understand? Thank you. I'm we do have another caller. By birth, but not by a Cayman. Yes. We I have wasn't born here, but I'm a Cayman, and I will stick with Cayman people Thank until you. I did. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. And we do have another okay. caller. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Uh, good morning again, Sandra. Morning. Um, while the young man was professional, I'm very sorry that's not good enough for me. I mean, they're dealing with it internally. They might just be telling him that. Well, you know, he can't. He's he's, he's not in a position to say or do anything more. You do understand I, I, that. I, I understand. Yes. That, well, that well, we're hoping that they'll give us a statement about exactly what internally dealing no, with I, internally I, I, means. I think. I think people need to, because I noticed on the website that they all, the PwC has social media, and I think the public needs to go onto the social media, and they need to make this a big stink. They need to make this this big stink that it deserves to be Mm -hmm. on their social media pages. Saying that you're going to deal with it internally, that could just be, all right, we're going to just wait for this to blow over, and when this blows over, it'll be business as usual. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. They need to get some negative press. Good day. Thank you so much, caller. 9362626. We're going to start to wrap this up because at this point, poor Zeus must be crossing his legs uh, to go to the bathroom. He's not yet a year old, so, you know, he still still is in potty training. He's doing a lot better these days, I must say. Um, good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Yeah, kudos to that young man. Um, it is a pleasure when you get those kind of <clears throat> reception answering. Mm-hmm. And that caller that just called back, that young man is only the messenger. Yes. He's only the messenger. He's just delivering what management has told him. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we can't hold that against him. That's true. I would love to see I would love to see who he is and give him a big up because very, very rare that you find young, especially men mm-hmm. that is so polite um on, on the phone. So kudos to that young man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. At nine three six two six two six, we're gonna start to wrap it up. I'm here today. What a hot mess uh, happening in Newlands right now. The helicopter's up. They're still up. Lord, they waste a lot of gas today. Uh, they were up from earlier this morning because I could hear them. Um, somebody else just sent me another picture of the you helicopter. Remember the drug canoe that came in this morning too. Sandy. Yeah, but apparently oh. they're up now. So quite a few people saying they're up in Savannah. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Um. This person says her apology will not be genuine. Good grief. I have commented so much today that I better be careful because of where I'm working. Why she couldn't submit a, why she couldn't submit to planning for approval. uh, But these white bitches get what they want. Oh Lord have mercy. Um, Good morning. I thought it was against the law for people to chase for police to chase people while driving. Just witnessed a police Tahoe. Oh, there's action going on. Chasing a black Honda Fit on the bypass heading to Savannah Way by Prospect School. The Fit driver went across the dirt road and so did the police heading into oncoming traffic. What's going on? Oh, my God. Well, there you go. Now you know why the helicopter's up. Now we know why the helicopter's up. Somebody. And to answer, it's not, from what I understand, for the chase policy, police chase policy in the um, Cayman for the Royal Cayman's Police Service, where it's it's not unlawful or it's not against their rules to engage. However, from what I understand, it needs to get one of their chief inspectors or superintendent's approval. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think their goal commander yeah, they, they, can they, chase, it. they have to get approval to continue the chase. Um, and if they're yeah, able to, to the it out, they could continue it. 
Um, Trace will send me that video with this nasty woman. I missed that part of the show. Despicable animal, says this person. What a hot mess. <clears throat> um, wow. Ah, yeah, yeah. So now, now she is not a Karen. She is a penny, says this person. <laughs> ah, person says, put pressure on PWC. The woman needs to be made full example. Full and unreserved public apologies, says man, and make restitution. And she also needs to stop it. I mean, come on. Oh, my God. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Um... This person says, "This there is a construction site next to my house and the workers sometimes park in and next to my yard. It's no bother or hindrance to me and I let it be. They sometimes work on Sundays and make noise. But once again, I'm understanding and no, it won't be forever. I'm officially staying below the radar at any cost, okay? Um, these must be some people that work PwC channel. Um... So um, thank you to Shannon. She's posted it in the Women in Cayman group um, about what has occurred. We appreciate the support. Mm-mm. What a hot mess. Okay. Somebody sent me a video saying, um, oh, let me play this. This person's saying this is the kind of slap that she needs. Hold on. I'm familiar with this. This is one of those movies I don't think I've seen the movie, but I, I, I've i seen bits and pieces of it, like on social media and stuff like that. And I definitely need to go and watch it. Someone said, um, Sandy, play this, because this is the kind of slap that she should be deserving. Hold on now. This is, this is a classic one. When you all see this, and if you've actually seen the movie, you would know exactly which movie this is from. Here we go. any intention of cleaning up this mess this is not how civilized people live tell me about it mrs wendell Mm? niggers yes honey child hold my purse (laughs) you know when a woman says hold my purse hold my pearls it's going down Some of us are just about fed up. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Oh my God. That's right, Mama. He beat the ass. Now, Sandy, I don't want you to from Gigi, none of that. No, you know. No, no, no. Herbalist <laughs> <laughs> says, write this song. Oh my God! I need to watch that just one, just one more time, one more time, because that was so good. This is what we'd like to do to a lot of people, but we we always hold back. I mean, trust me, I would love to box a lot of people, but I don't do it because, like I said, if you don't put your hands on me, even if you call me a nigga, I'm just gonna be I can return it with words. But child, these were different times. Mm, mm, mm. Do you have any intention of cleaning up this mess? Mm. This is not how civilized people live. Tell me about it, Mrs. Wendell. Niggers. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Why did he eat? Some of us are just about fed up. Boom! Lord have mercy. <laughs> what, man? Is this a series or a movie? I thought this was a movie. Oh, um, King says this is a traumatizing series. Be careful when you watch it. I thought it was a movie. That's not a movie. Which series is this? Oh, God. I need to get caught up in some no, I, th I think what King is referring to, if I remember, if I think it's, if it's the right movie that I'm thinking of, there are some very um, graphic, very um, impactful scenes inside there mm -hmm. that is, would be, it would be traumatizing. Wow. Charm says, boom, with the backhand bitch slap. What a hot mess, honey chair. Well, we're going to give Penny a virtual slap today for her spitting on people. Because, yeah, that's the kind of thing that I tell you what, if you, if you did do it to me, I'd be very, very minded. You know, I never quite thought about the logistics of using the backhand, but I think that's probably better than a forward hand slap, right? Because you probably get more, um, what would you call it? More uh, sort of rhythm behind a backhand slap? I'm not sure. I might have to think on this quite deeply. Not quite sure. Um, <laughs> Engineering behind a backhand or a forehand. It's called them an Amazon Prime. Oh, that's not the one I'm thinking at, at all. Soka says, if you spit on me, I go to jail because the law will say my response was unnecessary and excessive. Cameron says, the day Sandy puts her hands on somebody, the rights to that publishing got, got to be worth millions. You see, and I that's why really... Um, I yeah, I think you can get more force behind a backhand slap, but this is why I just stay by myself, honey chow. I got my couple little friends. I don't want y'all, you know. It, it reminds me of the one time that that um woman from the the Cayman luxury villas or whatever, um, Cumber lady that she decided to pick up the phone and call me and start cursing. And I was in the car, and my daughter was in the car with me, and Gianna was still a baby. And like I said, yeah, I thought it was the help, but I guess it's a different movie, but a different show. So I, um, I hung up the phone on her when she started cursing. Um, Gigi would not really have understood what she was saying anyway, but I don't want you cursing in front of my child. And then I called her back off speaker and I said, lady, let me be very, very clear with you. Don't ever call my phone again and start cursing like that. Cause then you're going to see a different side of me. Well, I don't give a fucking, and, and I, I, I walked away from my children. This is what she said. Cause her children were like on the patio or something. She walked away. I said, yeah, good for you. I'm in the, I said, I'm in the car with my child and you on speakerphone. I say, you do it again and we have a problem. Straight up. Because some of these people are extremely disrespectful. What a hot mess. All right, folks. So you're hearing it first. Little police action there in Newlands. Um, looks like some police chase. I got some videos and stuff coming in now. Ooh, did they get them? Did they get them? Let's see. <gasps> That's not the one I was thinking. I don't know. They, 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 they listen to me in the background and, and recording. Oh, the car. Did it crash into the light pole? Did the Honda crash into Which street is this? We, we ain't going location here now. Mm -mm. Let me take Zeus with me. <laughs> Debbie says, please walk, Zeus, woman. I'm going. I'm going, honey. Chill. Um... They say, uh, good morning, Miss Sandy. Just like how government keeps giving strong people at NAU, NAU money, they should take up the responsibilities for anyone who wants to tie their tubes, and then it would be less burden on NAU. That was from earlier. And they said they should also do 100 points, 100 points deducted 
when they act like this and applying for Cayman residency? Well, because she's already been here for so long, I'm sure she already has status if she was here from a child. And it's so unfortunate that she could be here for a child um, and, um, you know, not know that this is the kind of thing that you just simply don't do. <sighs> Somebody says, off the record, it's really being dealt with here. They're not just saying that. Oh, okay. Fire her. Make her make her be a stay-at-home at home mom. The husband can afford it. All right, folks. I think that's it. Zeus needs to be walked. Um, Liana says, yes, it's a TV series called Them. That was a short clip. Oh, God, I need to go watch it. I always say I need to watch something. I don't have time for TV. I got to be honest with you. Um, okay, folks, y'all be good. <laughs> Zeus is going to go into kidney failure. Oh, I know. Zeus is like, woman, come and walk me. All right, I'm going to go walk Zeus. Kevin? You all have a beautiful day. Take care. See you tomorrow. All right, folks. Um, yep, tomorrow, there's a couple things I, I've been meaning to get to, actually, that I haven't gotten to this week. First of all, we need to talk to the child, talk about the child molester. Um, remember the show that we did? I, I need to go back and find that show. But this is the one who the family had called in because he had sexually assaulted his wife's niece. Remember this one? And the child was back in Jamaica. He has been arrested and charged with raping her and other assaults. So, oh my God, this is amazing. This is good news because that child will have some form of justice. So we want to talk about that. Um, and I'll go back and try to find that show and remind you guys, you know, of the conversation. What else were we meant to talk about today? I can't even remember, honey, Gia. But whatever we didn't get to today, we'll also pick up on tomorrow. So tomorrow's Friday, Friday show. You guys, please be uh, safe out on these streets, especially if you're in the Newlands area. There's some police action going on now. Try to stay out of their way so they can simply do what they got to do. Okay? Have a fantastic... Oh, and by the way, we got a new, a new song that we're going to debut tomorrow as well. Another song about the platform, Mr. Berman Scott. So amazing. He's actually done a country song for us. Do y'all want to hear it now? Do y'all want to hear it now? Hold on. Let me see if I can play it now. I might have to make some adjustments to it. I'm not sure. Um, but tomorrow... Oh, yes. And one public service announcement. Um, Lavana's Kitchen is going to be closed until um, today. Uh, restaurant is closed until Tuesday. All right. So please, uh, Lavana's Kitchen, located in Windsor Park, always has a fantastic menu of local food, is going to be closed until Tuesday. So you can't get any food uh, today, but they'll be back open again on Tuesday. And Monday is a public holiday. I forgot, actually, that Monday was a public holiday. So it is Heroes Day on Monday as well. So let me see if I can grab the song real quick. If not, I'll have it ready for tomorrow. I think maybe I can pull it up. This is the country rendition now of this song. I can't believe that he made me a country music song. I like country music. Not all of it, but a lot of it I do. So thank you, Mr. Berman Scott. So let's um, uh, rock out to this version of the song. Listen, this is a new song. Everyone really wanna know what's going on with her show. Just get on the air and you will know it's Sandra. The queen of the mile road is here. 
Now she will tell you how it goes But don't you ever step on her toes Cause you will hear the cold hot truth from Sandra They say she's the hero in town Helping people from all around You get a call, your money is found It's Sandra Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels. And visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 